<laughs> yeah, this isn't going to be distracting at all. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> put it away over there. Welcome back to the Bedouin Banter Podcast. Uh, This is the show where the laptop is uh, continuing. My MacBook is continuing to be a complete dick. As you can hear the fan in the background, it's a damaged MacBook Pro. If you're just joining the podcast for the first time, you don't know about the damage to my MacBook. It has a huge dent on the side right there. You can see the little bend to the top. And it causes this whole thing to just uh, make the fan on the inside stutter. And that's why you have that stupid noise. And the reason I don't have an iPad is because Corona, Corona has taken it away from me. But thank you for joining us. I'm here in the studio with uh, Ahmed Amitruk. What's up? What's up, buddy? What's up, Matruk, man? It's good to be back. Bro. How you doing, man? It's been a while. It's been, been a while. It's been a long while. And it's been a different uh, kind of season for the podcast. Yeah, <clears throat> Bedouin Ranter. Yeah. Going strong. Solo projects, interviews with Mike Donovan, Mikey D. Yeah. So things have been uh, different. But uh, today we're going to be coming back to a new format. Uh, or not even a format, guys. It's the same stuff. We're going to continue with the, the different shows. So there's going to be Better Win Ranter, which is my solo uh, uh, show on, on the podcast. And then there's, of course, Banter Buddies, which is this program with me, Mitruk, and any guys that just want to come in and, and rant about anything, talk about anything, have fun about whatever. And... Um, Usually that's open form. And then we have the interview stuff with Bedouins up close. But what I've decided, because a lot of you guys do listen on audio platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and Rami, uh, there's been some neglect on that side. I've been trying to make sure that even stuff that I put on for the video stuff on the YouTube channel, at least that there'd be some audio for you guys to hear. So I've been manually clipping in some of the stuff that uh, the guys on YouTube get to see. And one of the other things that kind of comes comes up as a complaint is the fact that the numbering system for iTunes and Rami and Spotify is actually really messing up the order of things. So uh, unless you're getting it you know, sequentially, you're going to see like Bedouin Ranter number five and then Bedouin yeah, up close a, number one. And then, closer fuck. Hey, yeah. when really since the start of this whole show or this whole podcast, I've had about now it's coming up to now, this is number 28. Holy shit. The 28th recording on Bedouin Banter. So what we're doing, what I've decided to do is um, every episode from now on will be titled Bedouin Banter and the number. So from today onwards, it's going to be 29, 20, 30, 31, etc. And uh, the thumbnail is what's going to make the show different and distinct. So when you see the Bedouin Ranter, that's going to be on a thumbnail. The same thing with Bedouins Up Close, all the information, all the color distinctions and color coding will be on there it only took you 28 episodes to figure, 28 out. Episodes to figure out this shit but yeah and you do it now when you were just coming up to 100 subscribers yeah. that's when you fuck up <laughs> <laughs> so we're uh got we got a free form session today no specific topics yani on the on uh, on the show and i think you've been in isolation for a while yeah i've been um i've been at home like everyone else uh, just going out to the grocery store uh, which apparently has become like fucking Seaf Mall right now. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> bro, Isran Amwaj is the place to be. Like you got girls going in full makeup, right? Yeah. Like half of them are not there to, to, to shop. They're just like going around looking, looking at people like, oh, who is that? Who is this? Putting on that makeup, dressing up and the guys as well. Like, like I saw this one guy in Al-Usra, uh, like full, full Kashkha Adliya outing kind of uniform, right? Mm. You know, the tight white shirt, the jeans and, and the boots. And it's like, bro, you're going. Like, and he had like a fucking empty basket in his in his hand. Like, Ashkara, you're not going there. 
to buy any groceries. <laughs> He's bored, man. He just wants to leave his home. He wants to have fun. He wants to go out there in the outdoors and experience life. I, I didn't get to go out even when the, they like uh, they stopped the restrictions and they were like, okay, lockdown is over. Go get your hairs cut. Get Do whatever you need to do. I didn't do I, anything. I don't think barber shops are open now. No, not now. But you remember when they, they kind of opened up everything oh, yeah, 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 for a yeah. while? There was like a grace period. There yeah, was yeah, a grace yeah. period, like about yeah. a week or so. Well, you can just go and do whatever, and I didn't do anything. It's mostly for people to, you like you said, cut their hair. It's let's be honest. I don't know if it's the guys, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's also the women. <laughs> That's how much influence we have on politics right now as Khalijis is that we need to get our hairs cut, we need to get our nails it's like done. The biggest pressing issue. Like I don't know if you guys, uh, if anyone like follows me on social media, but I had like a big fucking beard. Yeah, good. Huge, Hello. right? And I didn't tell you when I shaved it. I shaved it at home. When I was shaving it, there was like the root of the hair was red. What? Yeah. You heard that right. It was red. Why? I don't know, bro. It's uh, the Persian blood in me, apparently. Did you ginger? Are you just like a ginger in the closet or in denial? I, it was red. More ginger. It was like when you put henna yeah. on, on, on hair. Did you ever put henna no, on your hair? Why would I put henna on my hair, bro? Did somebody sneak up on you one day and just like slather you with henna? I mean, I, I keep my room unlocked at night, so maybe. Maybe. You have a weird family, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Could you? I never understood henna, by the way. I always felt like it was weird. The idea, and I know it's like part of our tradition culturally, and a lot of people like it. But when I see a henna hand, yeah, it just feels like it's it's like when you see. I don't know why, but it triggers the same instinctive reaction that when you see a guy buying lotion. Right. There's something about it that just just doesn't like seem hand right. Hand lotion specifically. Yeah, right? just hand lotion, any kind, like just the the squeeze ones as well. You know the whole hand lotion thing. I got into it after uh, watching Ocean's Eleven. Uh, Bernie Mac, there's a scene there when he was try when it was like shaking a guy's hand. Okay. Right. And he was like, What moisturizer do you use? Right. And he goes into this talk about all the moisturizers he's tried and everything. I was like, Man, if Bernie Mac does that shit, I'm gonna do it, right? <laughs> but um the um the whole henna thing, what freaks me out about it, like I appreciate the designs and everything, but then you have the old school henna where they would just smear it all over the palm. Yeah. And then you have like like a brown hand that's the one i'm talking about it's, it's freaky it looks freaky there's something about it yani and it's it's instinctual do you know when like you have a like if you took somebody that's never seen a spider yeah. but they freak out when they see a spider yeah and they don't know why it's like built into our dna at our core it, i feel like that's the, the same thing going on there bro like like david looks like she's had her hand like rolling in mud or, or shit or something that <laughs> There's a certain type of it. Not all of it, Lennon. Let's be honest. Okay, some of it is culturally beautiful. I want to be fair to people because people are going to be like, oh, it's a cultural tradition and we love it. There's so much beautiful henna art. No. Yes, Mr. White Person. Yes, there is. <laughs> exactly. It's always a white girl. It's right? always a white girl. It's like the most exciting thing for them when they come to Bahrain, they get henna. They do, yeah. And they get ripped off. Like, they do. How much do they the get cost though? Off. Like, like, I think it's like. Bro, it doesn't cost that much, but I know like some people get charged like 10, 15 dinars for like the design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. But see, I mean, at least the, the, you, if you're talking about the level of design and inspiration that goes into it, yeah. See, that's the problem, right? It's kind of like a tourist restaurant thing. They upcharge with very average food. Okay. It's the same with the henna for tourists. So yeah. is there, like, you think, like, specialty henna shops or places that actually do unique designs that nobody gets out there that would be worth the value? I'm not sure, bro. Like is, you there, get... is, is there a specialty henna shop? I don't know. Ladies? I would. Henna. I think I would. I would, like, bring it into the, the new century, like modernize it a bit but like i don't think you need a specialty henna shop if you want this smear just the smear 
<laughs> like fucking dip your head and head in it. You can get the eyes from you remember you remember the, the monster from Pan's Labyrinth? The, yeah. the one that does this, the like the, they can see from its eyes, and you just hold it up like this. So, hey, where's the hummus? That's like, that's about it. That's like, what I'm thinking. I'm actually fucking curious. Is there like a technique that goes to it? Like you know how when you're sanding a uh, 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 a wall or something like you have to get it all smooth yeah so you do a couple of runs here and there and the light just died yeah it did don't worry about <laughs> it <laughs> everything dies like on is, show. is there like a whole technique including the comedy like that, the, 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 <laughs> i'm trying there is a technique you're there's the one the, obsessed no, with i'm not the talking about your i'm <laughs> trying to figure out the the camera the auto switcher is not working i'm manually switching everything at the moment you're the one obsessed with the goddamn i'm laptop, not i'm bro. not i'm the laptop has stopped doing its stutter Oh, it's not. You see that? Oh, it's it's well, respectful it's, right it's, now. It's well behaved. It's well behaved, but now the auto switcher has failed on me, so I'm literally switching manually right now. So it's pretty cool. No way. I'll figure it out. Don't worry. We're going on with the settings. Uh, but yeah, what I was saying. Oh, there we go. That's the one I'm looking for. Yeah, what I was saying was, uh, it takes Yanni. It takes. I feel like a lot of skill to get the to get henna done in a specific way that is. Not only geometric, but it's kind of like this inspirational feeling of, oh, look at the heritage, look at the the straight lines, the curves, everything else that goes with it. And then there's, I feel like, the lazy henna. Yeah, which is usually uh, uh, yeah, synonymous with tourist henna. Yeah, that's right? the one. Yeah. But the thing about henna, bro, it's, it, yeah, I would put it up there with, with tattoo artists. Yeah, some of the designs you see with henna. Yeah, that's what I mean. God damn. That's what I mean. That's why I'm surprised Like, there's no custom specialty henna shop you know what i mean it's, get some logos on there you know i'm, I'm like, again this is a subject that i'm not particularly familiar with but i think it's dying out you think so i think yeah I, the only time you see a henna on a girl's hand is either like before she's attending a wedding no or, i've heard of girls going to like henna parties or yeah but not even just jilwa, like anything anything there's like girls that just hang out like like braiding each other's hair and then they do henna like that's, I guess. I'm assuming this is what you guys do. I have no idea if that's the case, but we're just gonna pretend that that's the case. I've never snuck into one of those, so I wouldn't. No, know. nobody would know. We have no idea. There's unicorns and fluffy bunnies. We have no idea what's going on. Could you picture it sneaking into that shit? No, I don't I'm a married man. I can never picture that ever All right, again. You're married, son. Okay, okay. I bet you there's gonna be like a like like some porn producer is listening to this right now. <laughs> right, he's gonna have like an. Then, idea. Let's be honest. It's uh, the porn about like the Arab community is very very generic. It's it's uh, you know it, it, a job and that's it. It's nothing else. It's sort of rose for a while, but it's 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 declining. Are you now. talking about local porn that's actually people on their smartphones are doing stuff? Or are you talking about? Western produced hijabi uh, porn. Western produced stuff. I mean, okay. you know, after Mia Khalifa, the whole thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mia Khalifa sort of took it to its peak. She did, yeah. And then it just died down, right? Yeah. Right now, porno is, is. But is that? Can I ask something? And then this is where I don't know. I have no idea if this is the case with it. Mia Khalifa, she is popular because she's cute in Middle Eastern, because she's hot in that. Wala, because this is the first time somebody's heard of anybody with a Middle Eastern background. Uh, the latter. Well, yeah. But that's the, the first, first time? time yeah but i've i've seen and heard of the genre before hijabi stuff like ever since 2003 because like even like it's, it's usually they, they oh god this is this is I, you know i read a lot okay i'm just saying i read a lot okay tell us <laughs> full disclosure tell us where you read this stuff it's it's usually like Latinas, right? Girls that look Arab but aren't actually yeah, actually that's, the, Arab. that's fake, man. I don't right? like that. That's but like. The, but then you had Mia Khalifa. But the thing about Mia Khalifa is, a lot of people, yani, at least from the guys that I've asked, yeah. Zayn, they don't find her attractive. 
It's just in the Gulf. Well, you mean in Westerners that enjoy that stuff? No, no, no. Yani my friends. Okay. Yeah, Bahrainis. Okay, yani bros. Yani. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. All right. Some of them. Yani, I'm getting very mixed answers. Like, well, oh, Mia Khalifa is okay looking. You know, she's not that hot. For what? For th- this leads me to believe that. Yani, okay, there there are more people with that kind of opinion about her, but it's but it's the allure of having a Lebanese girl doing right. porn. Right, but she doesn't even look like the typical Lebanese girl, right? No, 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 she doesn't. That's what's weird no, about she's it. She's not. She's not. She, there's a certain degree of plastic surgery that you have to do to look like. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it like an? Is it like a like a like a you know bar mitzvah level thing? And at sixteen, you get the the, the lips done, the, the lip filler, right? And That's then, the first thing you do. <laughs> then twenty five, maybe you move on to the chest area. And then you trim. There's like stages. And then, and then when you reach thirty, you sort of do this. It's right? like the you know the predator. They have to do the initiation <laughs> initiation into adulthood ceremony. You hunt your first human. If you're Lebanese, <laughs> I guess you make your first tabula. Oh god! And, and then you get some 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 lipo on the side. Man, you know I've I've been noticing more and more. Again, women right with with lip fillers. Yeah. Right? Yes, it's it's, it's becoming it's, common, man. It's booming, bro, and it it's is. weird. It is. It's weird because. Yeah, we're supposed to have good dermatologists here, right? Yeah. That's I don't know why, but half of the women they just look weird. Like it's it's the whole face is moving, right? There's expressions, eyebrows going but up. It stays, but the... but this stays, right? This 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 part stays. Yeah. And it looks infected. You, you know when like you know when, like some you have like a blister, right? right? That's what it looks. It's yeah. like a blister on your lips. I just want to take a fucking needle and pull it. Just want, yeah. <laughs> I know what you, it feels swollen or it feels like they're fr- stuck. Uh, they're frozen in, in a state of being that is difficult to understand, I feel, at times. And it's also like, I, I by the way, I'm not going to, I know a lot of women that are related to me, people in my life that are have done plastic surgery, people that it's actually improved. A lot of the features that I've arguably, I don't personally like it because I feel like it takes away from some natural element to it. Look, I don't care what you do with your body, okay? But I can, I can make fun of that shit. Okay? Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely can. <laughs> like, it's, it's no different than, you know, guys when they buy huge trucks or something. You know, exactly. you, can, you can make fun of that in the same way. I personally just think that when you do plastic surgery, right now you are a pioneer. Yani you're, you're on the forefront of plastic surgery first getting figured out. People are trying to understand how to do it best and make it look more natural. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the uncanny valley with robotics. Yeah. Like yeah, now yeah. they look weird, but in 20 years time, we're not going to figure <laughs> out the difference. We have no idea. Exactly. Exactly. So they're, they're the, the astronauts of plastic you, surgery at the moment. You got like, a, 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 you know, going into guy territory, a lot of guys nowadays actually uh, do this Zara thing where they grow their hair. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and that's it, been done, done for a while. Bro, it, and it hasn't been perfected yet. No, it never will be, I feel like. like. It plas- always looks like, weird. Like if plastic surgery just entered the 21st century, that shit is still in the 50s. Yeah. Seriously, it never comes out right. But see, here's my argument. Zane, go bald. It looks good. Man, I agree with that think, too, man. Think, think of all like the, the Bruce Willis, the Rock. There's the, a lot of like, there's a lot of conditions that people go through that are, whether they're men or women, that both... You know, it scares you. You're like, I'm going to do this. Like, I, you know what scares me is like, I, I have a bit of a gullet. I feel like you guys that can see the profile can see Nick, it. Here. Like, it's a Nick, little bit of a Nick, seagull yeah. gullet. And I know for a fact that my grandfather, this will keep expanding. <laughs> <laughs> it will just keep lowering. And I'm going to be that guy, you know, with a ball sack and men in black. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's who I'm slowly turning into, you know? I'm just going to get a little bit of a tan. I'm going to make sure it gets a little wrinkly. Is, by the way, I, I don't want to scare Isn't that like one of the signs of gout? Is it? I Am I getting gout? I, no, 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 no. I, I thought gout was it starts in your toes. See, because the, the, I, I think so, okay? I think. Because apparently like having like that shit over here. Yeah, here. Right? Uh, is a sign of gout. Like huh. I'm just saying, like if it's like well defined, like yours is okay. Maybe it's just genetic for you. Okay, yeah. And Zen, but I think I've read because I was doing a, I was reading about Kim Jong Un, and apparently he suffers from gas. I heard that. So like, yeah, <laughs> some medieval I'm shit. I'm like motherfucker. It's it's a double chin. It's not. It's not. <laughs> but you know that's like you know your your country your culture is a bit behind the times when you're suffering a condition that kings used to suffer from in the medieval you, times. People, that was a sign of nobility, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. Like having gout. I have this disease that you I don't have, motherfucker. Yeah, you right? can't. Like, I'm so yeah. wealthy. You know, malnutrition, gout. Okay? Yeah. Listen, I'm, so, I'm so fat. I'm so happy. I've got so much food. It's killing me slowly. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you can't do anything about it. It's costing you money. That's the, the idea. The... Um, <clears throat> Just go, go just quickly. I'm gonna remind the guys in chat. By the way, if uh, if I'm not responding to you guys at the moment, is because we've decided that the flow is gonna be a bit off. I, I I keep seeing a delay every time I respond to the chat. So make sure, guys, to if you have any questions you want to ask or topics you want us to cover, just send it. I might not address it, but I'll find a way to bring it up if I can during the show. And then at the end of the show, we'll we'll take some questions from you guys. That's gonna be like uh, the last half hour or so. Right on. If I keep right keep on. things coming, just post things on there. And even if you don't see it tonight on the live stream, you can come back and see your answers uh, or what we say about your questions at the end of the show tomorrow and any day after that. So uh, I I see the cranium moved. Was, you noticed? Was over, yeah, was Kenneth over here keeps moving week, right? around. Eh? It's because I've been obsessed with aliens. I've watched, I've watched the whole marathon. I told you I was going to watch it, right? I, I still, still have. You've never it. seen it, huh? I've never seen it. You've never seen Alien, no, Aliens, no, nothing. No, no, no. I have the box set, Alien, Aliens, and Alien Three. Okay, and you okay. didn't never liked ne- it. Ne- I've never saw it. I've never. Watched Why didn't it. you watch it? You bought the box set, bro. Look, there's a lot of movies that I've watched when I was like just getting into film right right and and like my my reference game wasn't that strong my knowledge of movies wasn't that strong but i'm re-watching a lot of older films that i've watched in like 2013 2012 yeah and then just to sort of get what was going on to absorb more from them right then a couple i would just watch them like okay i watched this film oh oh look at me i have credit i have uh you know, I have merit right yeah but i'm re-watching them sort of absorbing more from them hatton twin peaks I'm probably going to rewatch season one. Right. Okay. See, I didn't, I never finished Twin Peaks and I've been told off about that multiple times. So when they continue doing it, was it, when, when did that come out? It's done. It's done. It's season three is out. Um, I have. Yeah. That's um, been like since 2017. 17. Something like that. Yeah. 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 So the, the, when that came out, I was like not as excited as everybody else. And I never really got into the first one or the first seasons. Yeah. And, uh, but Alien is a different story, man. Alien is like. Yeah, it's groundbreaking. I get it. it. But it's not just that. It's to me. It's 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 what the most important thing about Alien is. It represents how you can easily see a movie go from something that is so critically acclaimed launches the career of one actress. By the way, I'm feeling hot. I, if I'm feeling hot, you're probably dying. So uh, I'm, I'm okay. We're we're fine. You can we're turn fine. the AC on if you want. It's fine. We're, we're okay. But what I was saying is that if it so started fine. off the career of Sigourney Weaver, you know, all these people that kind of like launched the series itself, Ridley Scott, uh, Bannon, mm-hmm. the people that wrote it, and the Xenomorph, and it makes it this cultural kind of impact, and then you see it kind of go to shit. You naturally see the progression of one movie 
go from that Hollywood, like you have this gem, this diamond, this gold mine to kind of feed off of for years to come, this franchise, and how they fucked it at the, uh, the end of everything. By the way, your, 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 your camera just dropped. Let me figure out what's going on with that one. My camera dropped? The camera dropped, yeah. Should I keep talking? I'm getting a call from somebody. <laughs> You're getting a call. What's up call as well? Oh. Who does you that? You cheap bastard. Who, no, because whoever, I turned off. It's on flight mode. Whoever, the only thing is that's on is the wireless, no? Whoever you are. Yeah, whoever you are, you're cheap bastard. <laughs> Who's your dad calling? <laughs> no. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not going to out them. But like the, I should realize that putting your phone on airplane mode as it's a freaking camera for your podcast is not enough apparently to stop WhatsApp. Apparently, man, WhatsApp, no. WhatsApp gets through, bro. It's through no matter what. Habibi, you, you, the, the, you know something? The amount of misinformation on WhatsApp, like the bullshit articles, have been decreasing about the whole COVID thing. Because for, they've, for they've put restrictions, bro. Have they? Hey, hey. Ah. You, you didn't notice that you can't send any document or comment or you can't send it to more than a couple of people. There's a yeah. limit to the amount of people you can send it to now. I mean, that's sad because that means I'm not talking to enough people. That <laughs> doesn't mean that. <laughs> it means that you don't know enough people. Like, and they've done that ever since, like, you remember Facebook got criticized for 2016? Yeah, the whole election thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. they got severely criticized for that. So they've had a very aggressive policy uh, this year on COVID and, and probably for the elections. This is them testing things out for the upcoming elections. They should keep it, like, permanently, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking sick of the spam. It scares me, man. Gabble. Yeah, well, you know, you'd make fun of chain mail. I mean, people are fucking welcoming it. What is going on? No, I know. And the very obvious ones, okay, you can take those down. Okay, you can take down, you know, stupid comments, misinformation, you know, inject bleach into your bum hole or some shit, all that. You can take that down. But there are people that are genuinely like, they're on YouTube or whatever, and they say stuff like, you know, you, this is a good time to keep your immune system up. This is a good time to, you know, get some vitamins in your body, get some vitamin C, work out, do this, do this. And they're just telling you to have a holistic approach to life. And those people are at a serious risk of being banned. It's the fucking gurus, bro. What do you mean? Fucking gurus, man. <laughs> the crystal they're, people? They're, they're, yeah, the crystal people. The crystal star exactly. child. The ones they're, that talk about astrology all and the time. numerology. <laughs> you heard that shit? Numerology, bro? I heard that shit. It's, it's, it's on the rise. Bahrain, apparently. 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 I never understood it, but uh, now I do. I know this is, that. This is one, you know what we're talking about, right? I love the crystals, bro. I, <laughs> I think I'm more. I don't get the numerology people. I kind of relate to the crystal people because I feel like it's closer to lightsabers and the dark crystal and yeah. things that I can kind of believe. You, you know what's the funniest thing? Like what, what? You know the video we're talking about, right? In the comments section. Don't out this person. Right, I'm not. I'm don't not. do this. Okay. In, right. the, in the comments section. Yeah. Okay. There was this one person that's like, "Hey, I'm seeing the number four 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 a lot nowadays. What does it mean?" <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't live in Bahrain right, and don't know this about Bahrain or if you're in Bahrain you don't know jack shit because you don't have a life um, Bahrain for the COVID response unit and everything yeah. to, go, to, do, to do with getting information or declaring your case or finding out what's happening if you're infected or not you have to call 444 <laughs> that's the number that's been spammed every single place and I've had to see it a million times when I was in radio so it's just a brilliant response from this person, whoever they are. It's not smart. Oh one one eight nine 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 eight eight. No, you don't. You don't. You, do, you don't know the whole number, do you? No, I don't. Oh, fuck. I don't know what. Uh, is that? That's the one from the UK, right? The, the IT crowd. Yeah. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was thinking of the other one. You remember the two that would jog? 
they 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 were in that commercial. I can't remember what their the number was. I know the one you were talking about now from the IT yeah, crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm th- I'm thinking of the ones that would. Uh, never mind. This is like probably going to go into like an incessant tangent, and I'm never going to figure it out. What have you been? Uh, what have you been watching? Like I said, Alien, Alien Marathon. Alien I've, I've watched it like all the way through, chrono- chronologically. So I watch it just for the story's sake. Prometheus, then Alien Covenant, which nobody knew came out, but when they did figure out it came out, they were like, "Okay, this is shit. What are they doing?" And then you have um, after that, I watched Alien vs Predator. The first oh, one, boy. AVP one, yeah, which is by the way not that bad. It's actually aged pretty well as a movie, as graphics, as everything else, pretty well. You, you know, um, you mentioned uh, talking about aged pretty well. You were talking to me about the Matrix the other day, right? Yes. And how you were like, oh, it aged pretty well. Yes. And, and I agreed with you at the time. I don't know, but you I, can't I, keep I, your story no, no, straight no, 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 I, when it comes no, no, to your but, hate. But anyway. see, I've watched it. I've watched it again, right? I've okay. Watched it again. It's a piece of shit. You think the Matrix is a piece of shit? Yes. Why? Story wise. <laughs> okay. I'm let, sorry. let that settle for people. Gonna give them some Ahmed. Okay. Ahmed believes the Matrix is the movie. Quotes like Kara. under accolades, critics review. <laughs> There's one fucking reason why it's so shit. Tell us. Trinity. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Why? She is dull. Yeah, she is. Bro, she she projects she no, has no emotion, character, nothing. no emotion, nothing. She's like a she's like a plastic bottle. A plastic bottle would do a better job. But people loved her. Leash because she was. Oh, she was Neo's. Uh, no, not, no, not she, because that. Because she's in the opening scene, no? She's the one that showcases everything as far see, as that, the action. That, that that just that just sets the whole mood for the movie. Oh, she's the first person there, the most bland motherfucker. Is the first person the that shows you what the combat is like, what the action is okay. like, what the oh my god, they can jump okay. from buildings. What is this? See, see, so see. she's the delivery mechanism. If Look, she's not part of that initial scene, I don't think she's I don't disagree that like the in terms of special effects and hmm. CGI and everything, the movie is fucking great. It was groundbreaking. Yeah. But people focus too much on that. Mm. That's that's the merit that people focus on. Well, by then they ignore everything else. Right. You know, uh, Morpheus again. The the whole fucking yeah. I mean, the, the the characters as a whole in that movie. Meh. 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 Yeah, I I know what you're saying because but don't you think you're saying that because you're kind of in tune with you know pop culture and sci-fi and the history of sci-fi. You're into video games. You're into other stuff. So you've you've kind of you've seen it, Yanni, before. Like a lot of people say that about the Matrix that are people that are hardcore like science fiction. Hey, but the fans. problem is the Matrix is actually a landmark in 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 sci-fi history. In sci-fi mainstream history. Like the idea behind the Matrix of somebody waking up in the Matrix in another world that's, you know, this is this world is not the real world. That that stuff has been around in sci-fi novels for years, you know? So the idea is in okay, now it's finally made its way into the mainstream. And it's finally presented in a in a nice way that you can grasp, that you can understand. It's not overcomplicated. That's paced really well. The movie's pacing's really well. The, the graphics, everything else that goes with it, done really well. Some people say Lawrence Fishburne is hammy. He hams it up, but I don't agree with that. I feel like he does a really good job, considering. Uh, maybe not in the the later movies, but generally speaking, and it's the it's the total package. But see, the, <clears throat> the problem is with with the first Matrix is. Yeah, or, or sorry, the sequels. Hmm. They didn't need any sequels. Halos. You don't. You don't feel like you needed more. No. Why? I, I don't. I don't feel like it needed more than that. Halos. It sort of rounded out the whole story. 
they they just saw a money making opportunity. Yeah. Okay, and they uh they were like, okay, let's commission you know sequel number two, yeah. which is shit, and sequel number three, which is absolutely horrible. Yeah, I didn't like the sequels. Like, what was Never that? Did. that I, I felt felt like the fight scenes were really weird in the second they one. Du- as well. They really doubled down on the fight yeah, scenes. They yeah. did. They did. And uh, what were the the twins? Apparently. They were meant to be like, oh, characters or a formidable enemy. <laughs> but you see, that's what this is what I mean by like, you, you go back to, if you go back to like these classic, you know, sci-fi stuff, but, like we were talking about Aliens. Aliens starts off as this horror movie, you know, 12 little Indians or whatever it is, stuck in this place, claustrophobic, scary. Uh, you reveal very little about the monster and then you find out what it is. And a lot of people today complain that the, the pace of the movie is so slow. And then what, you're like... I was watching it. It was like about 40 minutes in. 20 minutes till you actually get to anything of value about the aliens. And then 40 minutes in that the, the pacing and the action starts to pick up. I, I would I would blame that on, on people not having uh, um, <clears throat> an education or uh, a really solid background on movies. And then where yeah, I would watch like the old the older Hitchcock movies, but then Vertigo, North by Northwest yeah. and all that. And then... Uh, Vertigo is a great example of a movie that's considered amazing, but I don't think you can pitch it to someone yeah, in my age who's like an average moviegoer. Lish, Lena Vertigo, you have it. Yeah, the 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 twists and turns, they come and they come in a very. Yeah, you have to wait such a long time. And then there's a small twist, and then yeah. you wait such a long time. And there's, a, there's another twist, until like the big finale, the big reveal, right? So I got used to that kind of slow pacing. It's after the slow build up until yeah, the big yeah. reveal. The slow burn, yeah, then, yeah. But the problem is, Yanni Inta, nowadays, you, when you're addressing the average moviegoer who goes to the cinema every Thursday in Bahrain and they see a movie like Fast and Furious, for example. Yeah. And then they'd go in, first fucking scene, cars, explosions, guns, punchlines, da 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 Yeah. But every, Yanni, uh, they've been subconsciously conditioned to think that, oh, a good movie should be like this. It should be entertaining from the start and all and, and consistent all the way through. But you don't think that that's not that's not necessarily like conditioning and it's more okay, maybe for some people it is conditioning because you're trying to compete with uh with their phones, you're trying to compete with everything else that's going on in their life. But even back in the day, if you look at Alien compared to Aliens, right? And I want you to watch them because you haven't seen the distinction between the two. Aliens is the one that James Cameron takes on and it's the second movie and it becomes the more action-oriented movie. Mm. But in my opinion, that's done really well. That doesn't sacrifice the 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 scary elements. It doesn't sacrifice the story. It doesn't sacrifice the characters. And it still makes co- some, some sense cohesively in the plot, okay? But you look at the later movies, okay? And I'm not even going to comment on Aliens, the third one, because that one is... Based on which version you're watching, the assembly cut or the theatrical cut, very different takes. Really? Yeah. Okay. And and the guy that uh, made the movie, Finch, it was a really interesting story behind him. I'm not going to get into that. But basically, this is the guy that made Seven and mm. Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Okay? Oh, okay? Okay. That's that guy. And this is the first movie that he gets. was like, I'm going to take over after James Cameron. I'm going to do the alien, the third alien movie. And it's absolute garbage because he took on this you know pile of trash that was already being you know diluted by so many producers and people that they fired beforehand and all this stuff and once you get that many cooks in the in, you know making this uh, the soup everybody's trying to get their own in- input in you in a franchise that's going to make millions no matter what people are going to go see alien you end up with some piece of garbage that's supposed to address and kind of cater to the lowest 
possible denominator. It's like, okay, give us the alien, give us this, give us this. So there's become no tolerance for even attempting, attempting something that would be like slow. See, it's not, I don't think it's necessarily like the conditioning. I think it's the money. See, there, there is a trend, right? Um, if, if you notice, and we've been talking about sequels, right? Especially. Yeah. Um, the, the, the usual, the usual like uh, route to follow with sequels is that they double down on something that people on one thing or, or two things that people liked in the first movie. And then yeah. that they sort of yeah and he saturate you with that shit with the second movie. And then and what became something that was like, oh uh-huh, I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, okay, well, and yeah, we get it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's the the biggest example of this is, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I remember that the, the first one, man, you had to wait like half an hour or like forty five minutes to see someone get killed. Yeah. And the second movie. That's crazy. You have Massacre in the name of the movie. It's like, where the fuck is the Massacre? Beloved. And then you watch part two is the first scene. Two guys get their head chopped, get their heads chopped off. Yeah. Because, but is that the fault of the production? Is it the people, the producers themselves? God, you know, get get me some more blood. I need more chainsaws. I want five more (laughs) chainsaws. Again, the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is an exception because. I've I've stated this before multiple times. Yeah. Toby Hooper originally wanted the Texas Chainsaw Massacre to be a dark comedy film. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like Evil Dead. Yeah. But when he released it, and then uh, people were like, "Bro, are you fucking twisted?" And then we're gonna give it an R rating. Yeah. And the second movie took a more comical approach to the whole thing. Yeah. But it still got a fucking R rating because it is honestly Texas Chainsaw Massacre two best shitty sequel ever. Yeah. I'm going to say it, hands down. Man, this all of this, like you look at all this stuff that people used to kind of like interject with with producers and they'd be like, you know, give us more action. You're like a Prometheus compared to Alien Covenant, right? Prometheus is very philosophical. You never get to see the alien until like the last seconds of the outro, basically the, uh, the epilogue of the whole thing. And you end up going, well, wait, what is this about? There's no alien in this one. It's like, well, it's the philosophical story behind it. I was like, oh, well, Ridley's really pretentious. What the fuck did he think? Where's this? This doesn't make sense here. It doesn't make sense here. And some people actually really love it. So it's kind of like Star Wars prequels in that mm-hmm. way. People mm-hmm. hate it or love it. And then the second movie, you first freaking five minutes, somebody's ripped by an alien. or There's people like jarringly getting out of the, the chest burster coming out of the back or the throat. Whatever. There's, you can see and they double down. Went a full 180 and Ridley was like, all right, you want fucking aliens? I'm giving you aliens, okay? The, the best episode in the X-Files, in my opinion, was not was not an episode associated with the aliens at all. It was an episode that really got to me because like I told you before, what scares me is body horror, that Cronenberg yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. right? And then, and it was a, an episode about like um, uh, Shisma, a family of... Uh, uh, brothers who like there's a whole incest thing involved and they're trying to keep it within the family yeah yeah, yeah. right so basically um as vulgar as they're banging their mom all of them right and their mom is severely deformed she has limbs cut off and whatever what is this right the x-files this is an episode of the x-files yeah wait i don't remember this is it this sounds like another movie no, 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 it, no. are they hicks in arkansas or something like that they're they're, they're, they're hicks like hillbillies right? no no not 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 like your classic hillbillies, right? Okay, all right. Zane, um, but basically, the, the, you didn't see the mother. She was always like in the shadows or something okay. like that. But at the end, like just before the episode ends, you see her and then like the camera just cuts. Right. That, that sort of big reveal, that's what I like. And you fucking boom, it hits you. It's like, holy shit. But that, see, you can afford to do that with, with the X-Files. They've always had that weird, like, don't reveal the monster. Don't tell them. Don't, like, you remember that one scene where, the, where the, I can't remember where it was. It was, um, it was 
I, th- I think it, was it Mulder? I can't remember who it was or Scully, but I think it was Scully. And the, the little aliens are running around her. Yeah. And you're not sure if they're aliens or not. <laughs> and the little tiny ones are like, <laughs> and like, what the fuck is going on? And she's turning around, or he's turning around. I can't remember which one of them was they doing really it. They really keep you in the dark. They, they do. Yeah, and, and it had to like. But that's uh, some people would say that was a bit of a cock tease. Like it was a. It's a huge fucking cock tease. Yeah. There's this one episode of the alien-human hybrid shit, right? Yeah. And like Scully was looking at her through the window. Right, but I think the window was purposely frosted. So what you could see as the viewer is it an alien? Is it a human? It, yeah, it looks like both. See, <laughs> you're bringing up a really man an interesting point here because I've noticed a, a, a trend right now. Whenever they start to reboot something or continue it, whatever you want to call it, okay, whether it's a show, a movie, whatever it is, and they try to update it by modern standards, it doesn't seem to work because the majority of people will say, "Yeah, but you're losing the essence of what made that show popular in the first place." So it begs the question. Should is there can you even take a show that was designed or even a movie that was designed at the time where people would be able to psychologically handle a slow burn or no real reveal or no real monster for you to look at? Can you take that and then still adapt the show? I'll give you I'll give you uh, the answer in, in, in the form of synthesizers. Okay. No, no, hold on. Let's let's stay on the X Files example. I don't want to keep jumping to too many references. That no, no, because not... because I'll, I'll give you the example of synthesizers to answer this question. Right, and then. So, you know those old 70s synths, right? Okay. Zen, um, there is no modern synth that can recreate that sound. Yeah. Because it's analog or kilshi. Okay. They've tried and tried and tried, but they can never get that sound. And they're like, okay, why don't you build a new one? Because the components that, that they used to build those synths in the 70s, they don't exist anymore, right? Yeah. But you could make them. No, you can't. I mean, like, if you put the money behind it, you can't make if it. If you put massive amounts of money behind it. All right, okay? so it's doable. It'll basically be a showpiece rather than a, than a, than a retail piece. Right, right. Right? But that's the same with, with uh, Shisma TV okay. shows. What I'm saying, though, is I don't think you could. Like, even if you put the right elements together, even if you said, I'm going to get the same director, and we've seen this happen. Like, they, for, for a lot of stuff, like Prometheus, like everything else, you have the same director, the same writers involved, the same concept artists, the same everything. And then it's still, because they want to update it to something that is understandable and be able to, like, if you, you can put it out there and put out the same product you had back in the 70s. The same idea. But it will probably not resonate as much as it, that one did. Because that one had a unique time, you know, that was revealed yeah. in. Like, remember, I keep bringing up in the show the fact that Sigourney Weaver, the fact that she's the heroine, that you can't do today with the same kind of reveal. Mm, because mm. back then, there, were never, there was never a female action star in a horror movie. Never. Everybody thought it was the guy playing Dallas, that he was going to be the... So, the, are, are, you're saying basically they're running out of ideas? What I'm saying is, if you don't... The originality is, over, is, is done. It's played out. It's a card you played. And now, if you try to actually put something out there that's unique... Uh, you, you lo- you've lost out on that initial like virgin mentality. So you look at Methanan World of Warcraft. Everybody says, oh, when's the next World of Warcraft? You're never going to be able to relive that next or that initial feeling because you are not a virgin to that experience right. anymore. It's right. no longer unknown to you. So, so what you're saying is basically, Yanni, this this only applies to movies. Well, are you putting TV shows in the? Mix I'm, I'm putting well? TV shows in the mix, and the reason I, I did that is because I want to bring up the X Files as an example. Did you ever see the updated continued story no, you know, show? You know, I've never finished the X Files. I've I've yet never. To I'm in, I'm at season nine. Now. All right. So if you if you watch the newer but I have ones, the newer ones, yeah, the newer ones that came out, the essence of it, like it's the same characters, Mm-mm-mm. same guys in charge. 
But the essence of the show is not the X Files. It's too new, I feel, because I've I've seen some clips of well, it. Well, it's there's none of the because you already know what goes on. Like, Klaus, the mystery has been revealed, right? Mm-hmm. The monster has been revealed. The truth mm-hmm. has been revealed. So, in the first episode or so, it's like they're just going through the list of confirming. Yeah, this is real. This is real. This is real. This is real. And it turns into like an action movie because they can't keep the mystery going anymore. It's not mysterious anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like saying, well. Well, can you can you put the monster back in the bag once you've revealed the monster? Can you actually tell people, all right, dismiss that, forget it, let's bring the magic and the wonder back into it without telling you anything? No, most people will go, well, no, we can't do that. So let's try to modernize it. There are so many elements, I think, Yanni, uh, that are other elements other than the story, Yeah. right? Um, or the plot of the whole series or movie um, that are that come into play. Right. It's also the camera work. It's also the graininess. It's also yeah, any the, the locations. Right. Yeah. A lot of locations have changed method over the years. Um, I, I like to give the example of like, um, <laughs> you know how like older movies. Right. Yeah. Like I hate um, I'm, I have a bittersweet relationship with Blu-ray restorations of older movies oh yeah because the right? Blu-ray really, <laughs> it really takes makes, out the value. It makes it really clear. Yeah. Too clear. Yeah? You don't see that stuttering, you know, the, the, no. the occasional black marker on the screen. But, because it's not just that. It's even some of those shots were, like, not meant for you to see it. Like, a perfect example. Again, Alien, right? In mm. the first Alien movie, there's a scene. Dallas is in the in the, uh, the ventilation. Spoiler alert, by the way. Okay, he's and in the ventilation. Sh- shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm not. No, I'm stopping you right, right there. Okay, I thought we talked about this before at one point. But okay. the point um, is, like, okay. let's assume you there's a uh, back in the day. You remember how they'd really use light and shadows really well to tell mm. a story mm. right so they, they there's a lot of directors that had an emphasis on that you can even tell like oh i walked into the shadows you can see my eye in the shadows and stuff so they do the same technique in horror movies to kind of like hide something in the background that if you weren't paying attention would be completely invisible right now if you go in in blu-ray it's so clear and the contrast is, is up there that you can see detail in the back even when it's dark and you can see the monster kind of going. I, rem- I remember that conversation. Like a guy in a fucking suit just, <laughs> just hiding in the back. It's like, all right, I'm waiting for you, Ridley. Do I come out now? It's the, it's, it's the same thing with like uh, like vinyls, right? Right, yeah. You know, I've started collecting vinyls. Yeah, I've become one of those motherfuckers. Okay. Okay, judge me all I'm you not, want. I don't okay. care anymore, bro. I don't, no, nobody no, no, no. cares. Because see, saying you don't care anymore means at one point you cared. Yeah, but that was like seven years ago okay. when this whole trend started. <laughs> You're a bit late to the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, it's 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 a thing, right? It's I know a, it's a thing. It's thing a, it's like, a huge thing, but it's still like I. It's do you feel do you feel like people still judge you for it? Do you feel like people are like, ah, oh, this douchebag? No, really. Maybe you judge yourself too much. I think so. I think so. I think they judge the music more than the actual format of the music. Mm. Right? They're like, oh, you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah, asshole. <laughs> right, you're going to get an like, LP, huh? It's like there, there are some things on like vinyls that aren't there on like the CD. Uh, do you like, do you, do you order them online or do you like going to a store? No, no, no. The, uh, most of my vinyls that I bought were from Amsterdam. Okay. So I would go to the store, flip through the records, right? There's Do, a... Does Virgin here still have some? Do they say? <laughs> what, what's wrong with that question? I'm asking you. <laughs> Do you have... ever decide to go there and be like, hey, yeah. They, they have like modern vinyls, right? So like a lot of people, when it comes to vinyls, they're looking for that rare first press. Right, right? okay. Like that rare find at the record. So, and, and, you know, there, there is excitement in that. You know, definitely. Um, I remember I found a, uh, a Deep Purple Machine Head first press, okay. right? 
for like 35 euros. It's the fact that I just found it. It's right there. It's from 1975. I just had to get it. Yeah. Huh? I remember it had a big fucking scratch on it. No. But it was a surface scratch. It didn't go into the grooves. So even the owner was like, check it out. Check it out. It's okay. I'll give you a 10 euro discount. Okay. I was like, fine. Fuck it. Even if, <laughs> even if I can't hear I'll just get it. Right? Um, but I listened to it. Bro, the audio is different. It, yeah. it sounds different. Like, I'm sorry. What, what does it sound like? Like, describe this. Like, if it was uh, if something you were eating. I'm bringing it close to home for you. Let's just... <laughs> All right, so let's say streaming audio is like eating melrooms. It's comforting. Right, yeah. Right? It's reliable. It's there. Yeah. Listening to a vinyl is like eating uh, Dacal Orange or something Dacal like Orange. That. I don't oh, know. Shit. Some, some French shit, right? You know what I mean? It's it's um, it's um uh, It's... Um, you, you're forced to sort of sit down and listen. Yeah. As opposed to okay, I'll, I'll just play. But you feel like that's that's what's missing from today. I mean, there's just people sitting down and having like listening sessions. Hey, Lena, a lot. I th- in my opinion, a lot of people, Yanni, they listen to music in passing. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. really go into the details of the songs. Oh, I didn't want to, but I was forced <laughs> to <laughs> for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, granted, everything sounds the same nowadays, yeah. but bad. There's little nuances here and there. Yeah, listening to music used to be an experience. That used to be something exciting. Like, yeah, you hear you hear a lot of stories from like these older rock stars. They oh, I'd have like ten dollars a week. I'd go to the record store and buy one record. Yeah, and I'd listen to it. There's this whole like um, uh, tradition surrounding it. There's this whole thing. That's it. Right. It's the culture behind it, yeah. the routine, the people that you know. It's the same thing, man. Well, like you, that's I think the reason why tabletop uh, and and basically board games and all that stuff exploded was because there was very few things left that still had a culture around it that involved you going to a store, talking to a person, uh, you know, being in a game with a community of people, and you're like, oh, okay, that's the cool guy. You talk to him about painting your miniatures. That's a store owner, Fahad. Shout out to him. He's a, he's an awesome guy. He'll take care of you guys and, and make sure your orders come through. He'll help you out if you're, if you're new to the game. Oh, there's that asshole over there. <laughs> he's a dick. He's going to touch your dice all the time. But don't worry. He's a good guy at heart. Just don't get close to him. That guy over there, don't go near him. He's, a, he's into the Thai girls. You know, <laughs> you still have that little bit of a community, a real human attachment to the, the hobby. Mm. And the, that's why you see Tabletop has kind of exploded because there's a lot of people that want to get on it Again, get into it on a surface level and then there's the people that go into it and it, it's like their yoga center it's like their gym it's like anything else that still has a little bit of culture and relevance to it you know there's that sort of like for me it's the love of, of having tangible media yeah uh remember remember when i asked for a cd rack and you were like you'll find one in the landfill <laughs> i did <laughs> or you can find a cd rack I, I don't know i've looked all over the, i had to and you know who it. has them i'm sure some americans do in the base, in some places they do. I, I actually ordered it through Amazon. Is your... And then I couldn't find it in Bahrain. Do you know I, I had to use a CD player like recently what? on air and radio no. when I was uh, still on radio? No. There were two times where. What kind of janky shit are you running Dude, there, bro? you don't understand. Like, when, when, like, the way there's backup systems to backup systems, okay? Mm. And the one day that basically the connection to the IT department where the servers are at, okay, and the mainframe and everything else is, stores the music. That got severed and there was issues with the connection. So every time I play a song on the main system, it would start to stutter and stop. And then the same thing would happen on the backup system because the backup BPM system would also be part of that network, that library. So that starts failing as well. So the first one, the main one, the second one, the backup goes to shit. And I remember the first time it happened, 
And the guy I brought in the studio with us, uh, operator, shout out to Ali. Uh, he was actually telling me how to fix it. And he didn't know how to fix it. So he's like, listen, we're going to go to the backup of the backup. I was like, what's the backup of the backup? And he takes some fucking CDs. <laughs> And it's a swear to God, a six disc changer in the back. Like, I didn't even know what that thing was. Like, you just go to it, you're like, what is this thing? (laughs) (laughs) Yamaha six disc changer, you know? Holy shit, man. Like, proper, proper. It's after my, you'd see, like, I don't know what they had. There was like now 58s and all this other stuff. Do you remember the, the old school yeah, yeah, yeah. like compilation Call CDs? That music or something. Yeah, shit that's like that. shit, man. That's shit. And, and he, they, they just play it, and that's the backup band. But you know something? There are some CD players that are mad expensive. Yeah, to this day. Yeah, mad yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I saw this one by Yamaha, like a th- 1500 bucks. No way. For a CD player. Is that because of the rarity? Well, just the level of equipment and manufacturing. The level of equipment. The level okay. of, honestly, I'm 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 slowly becoming a huge Yamaha fanboy. Why is that? And their bro, their audio, their audio equipment is the shit. Right. Yeah. Is the shit. Yeah. Any, they're they're somehow like really looked over for the more sort of uh, well-known brands like Bowers and Wilkins, for example. Right. B and W. Um, uh, Klipsch, uh, Bose, Bose is crap. I mean, we've discussed this before. I have, I don't know. I yeah, we that. have. Not like, a huge the older, audiophile. The older ones are good. Okay. The ones are shit. <laughs> right, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> right. that, that I would agree with, yeah. Best Yamaha overlooked, man. And they, man, their equipment, like, you know, that Japanese sort of like, yeah, precision. You know, Shinfu kind of like, yeah, I would put the capacitor here and I'll sign my name on it kind of shit. <laughs> that level of precision that they still have. Yeah, like they have this amplifier, bro. I was looking at their website. Like, this is amplifier, ten thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. For an amplifier. Yeah, yeah. What it does is it takes the audio signal, all right, amplifies it, out, outputs it to the speaker. That's all it does. It's crazy, right? Ten thousand dollars. God damn. Man, I don't know what it is about the Japanese because I was talking about this to my brother-in-law, and he, we 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 were discussing because um, he's he's a big conspiracy theory guy. Okay, he right. loves it. Shout out to you, Adi. We're getting into Adi, that. Right? No, we're not getting into that. But we're, 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 I was talking about something that I brought up as an example mm. because he wanted to know why is it that like you know Jewish communities and the Jewish culture why is it that so many people are like are getting into positions of power and everything else and influence and culture and they win Nobel laureates and stuff like that. Now I was saying, well, because usually the, the Jews historically have been very, they're really accomplished. And they're well accomplished because they tend to be meticulous. Okay, mm. as a culture, you know, the, the, the whole like, uh, the shtick about like going to the doctor, being OCD about certain stuff. And they are, they're OCD about certain things, they care about certain things in a meticulous way. And they can be a fickle people. But generally speaking, when you are from a culture where you have routines and habits that are cultivated, and you look at Islamic jurisprudence, we have a lot of things that we have to think about when you're you're a good Muslim and uh, highlight the good Muslim <laughs> part, right? And and you think about, for example, uh, a practicing Muslim who's a good Muslim who's going to do the five times a day prayer, the arf al abolitions and all, everything properly. He knows everything to do with the, the rules and the system of worship. You take Judaism and the stuff that goes with it, like all the rules, all the things, don't touch fire on this day, you don't work on that day, you don't do... And it's like 50 times more complex than ours, okay? Mm. And and it's because that's the reason why Islam was so successful as a religion, in my opinion, was because it also it, it streamlined worshipping. It connected you directly to God and you didn't have to do, deal with a lot of other stuff. 
Yeah, no, no, no side stuff. No, right. not a million things. Keep D- it simple. Direct connection. Keep bro. it simple. Yeah. Stupid. Get to heaven. Halas. All right. <laughs> no <laughs> Wi-Fi it. on that bitch. Bro. Exactly. Ethernet, bro. Exactly. Like Islam was like D and D fifth edition. All right. You make it comfortable for everybody to come in. Comfortable everybody to have fun, worship, love, etc. Right. But in the older religions, the older Abrahamic religions, a lot of things were focused on yani, orderliness and doing this this many times and only this on this day and only this on this day and never touch fire, etc. No mixing of fabrics. So when you're like that and you're constantly like that, you kind of also become like a lot of D&D players do. Like specifically the ones that are anal about the rules and you've met them, yeah. rules lawyers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? They know yeah. every little rule because they want to find loopholes. Yeah. Because they're desperate to find loopholes. And that's what Jewish people are really good at. They're <laughs> good at, they're good at bending the rules and bending the laws of reality. So there's a lot of Jewish lawyers. A lot of Jewish lawyers. A lot of good scientists that are Jewish mm. because you have to be that way to be able to do good science, right? Mm. And when he, that clicked for him, I was like, all right, that doesn't, you, you don't believe it yet? All right. What other culture is also really obsessed with tradition and being meticulous and doing things the right way? Japanese. And are good at science. Boom. The Japanese. The Japanese, man. They're so, like, when I did kendo, they were like that. Every little thing. The way you sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way you sit, the way you touch the sword, the way, how you put it, the way you kneel it, the way it's moved, everything is about that precise care. You saw that fucking documentary I told you about, Jiro? The, the, the no. Fuck, the guy, the, like the greatest sushi chef that ever lived. Okay. Right? I've heard this before. They made like an hour and a half documentary about a guy that makes fucking sushi. Jesus. <laughs> Rice, fish. <laughs> on the surface it seems simple right <laughs> the two most simple things in the world but when you're when you're that you're that culture you're gonna find those levels of intricate depth and, and detail right and like the thing is he takes apprentices right for free he teaches them for free put, put the air conditioning on i'm dying man right. i know you are too come on good morning guys just woke up what did i miss adil you can tell we missed a ton of stuff uh matruk's audio seems a bit quiet is it I, I, he's, he's the whole fucking time. No, I, I don't quiet. think so, man. You uh, honestly, the whole quiet, loud thing seems to be all over the spectrum. Some people are telling me it's perfect. Some people are telling me it's low on their phones, but then it's high on their TV, and then the the opposite seems to be true. It's probably subjective. I, I guess it's subjective. Or some of you motherfuckers need to go get checked. Honestly, <laughs> like, <I feel> like <laughs> some of you guys have been listening to audio for too long for you're so like in tune with things. I'm 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 maxed out here, so I think you're okay. But tr- no, no, try I'm, to get the mic closer, just in case. I'm I'm fine. I'm okay. Oh, yeah, that's good. I'm yeah. starting to sweat, man. I'm dying. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, what were we saying? The Japanese. The, the we we're talking Jiro about Jiro. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he takes you on as an apprentice, right? For um, and and you have and he takes you in for free, feeds you everything. Okay. But you have to endure ten years of practice 10 years before before you're you're allowed to even like make like some of the dishes that they make 10 years what kind of practice because the japanese will always make you do something that you think at first has nothing to do with what you're doing like mr miyagi like wax on (laughs) wax wax off (laughs) so this guy's probably telling him to like catch chickens it's like why am i catching chickens I'm making sushi. Like like There's a, not a single recipe with chickens. Apparently, uh, if I remember correctly, you're not even allowed to touch a fish before like two years. Not even look at it. <laughs> no, you don't no. even look at it. You're just. Gonna, you're not working at a sushi. You shop. massage cucumbers. <laughs> That's all. You're then doing. from real cucumber, you move up to sea cucumber. But see. That's the kind of standards that they implement on themselves. And this guy, and if you see his restaurant, it's in a subway station. 
Yeah. But Barack Obama, the Prime Minister of Japan, went there for lunch. Of course they did. Allah, man. That's the dude. That's the guy in every city, right? That's heard everything. He's seen everything. But, but like, the documentary is interesting because, like, there's this one guy that's a friend of Jiro and he's, like, a food critic, right, in Japan. Okay. And he starts comparing, like, the tasting menu of Jiro's restaurant to, like, a, a concerto, right? Right. So there's, like, the, 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 what was it, what do you call it? Whatever. Like, there's the, there's, like, three movements to his, uh, uh, tasting menu there's the, the beginning part there's the improvisation and the grand finale and I'm looking at it I'm like bro it's rice and fish yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, am I like not sophisticated enough to... do you know what I think it is man I swear I've thought of this my whole life because I, I, I feel like I struggle with uh, the idea of whether something should be just simple and effective and gets to the point uh, or something should be deep and, and meaningful and kind of like enhances people's thoughts and feelings. And what I found is, I honestly believe this, right? When you look at something like the Japanese, right? And their attention to detail, their, their level of cultivation of something, the way they kind of delve, they really delve into something. Like when they get obsessed with anything, they'll delve into it to, at the, the most, like the most impossible levels manageable, okay? Mm. But then there's like cultures like the American culture or even the Chinese that have an ability where they, especially when it comes to winning or playing a game or being competitive, that all they care about is what's the most effective. Mm. So if the most effective thing is for me to, to sell, 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 and that's all it is, that's what gets me the win at the end of the day, at the end of the scoreboard, then that's what I'm going to go for, right? right? So you look at mixed martial arts as an example. They, they tossed away all the fluff, all the unnecessary stuff, and only the best thing will survive. So it usually is the most effective, the most simple. So what I've noticed is simplicity, so keep it simple, stupid, is usually the best thing for competitiveness mm -hmm. and for winning, right, mm -hmm. at life. Uh, well, not life as in subjectively like, oh, you're a winner. No, but I mean like, you know, you want to beat a competition, you want to sell a product, you want to do that. It tends to be more effective, the simplicity. And that's why you have crappy movies, right? Right. But when it comes to value on a spiritual level, internally, right, as a human being, so what you would want for yourself to grow and be a deeper person with a much more kind of like a meaningful life, you kind of have to deep go a bit deeper. Does that make sense? Do you know, am, I, am I losing you here? With, with, are you laughing? Is, is, so you're just reminding me of someone. Who, Kermit the Frog? No. What? Someone else. Um, are we talking about Adil? Who, who no, that? no. All right, okay. I'm not saying anything. You're going to keep it a mystery? Yeah, yeah I'm just going to keep it a mystery. Okay, all right. I'm... <laughs> I'm just going to say that, that that at the end of the day, it's like, you know, look at Conan the Barbarian. I want to, you know, you're, you've mentioned uh, Jewish. Just maybe name drop Conan the Barbarian if yeah. you know we're moving on. We're just going <laughs> to do that. Because I want to bring it back to the local scene over here. Right. Um, the um, You mentioned Jewish people before. There's been this whole controversy around NBC for producing a uh, series oh. about Jewish people. The right? Okay. Omaharun or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched it. I couldn't give a fuck, but it's just interesting to see that. Why are people making a big fucking deal of this? I don't know. And there's also the boys from Bash Matash. I, can't, I can't, didn't check the show while I forgot. This was going to be the, the, the topic for this week's banter, ranter, if you didn't come on. But I saw the clip. Um, they, they, it was like basically a guy that's like, you know, asking his friends. Uh, I forgot the name of the actor from Tash Matash. I don't know why it slipped my head. Nasal Qasabi. Thank you, yes. And yeah. uh, the fact that he, he he's telling him, and, and what's wrong with uh, Jewish people? What's wrong with Israel? Like, oh, the, hey, and oh the, no. Hey, that's the, the conversation they're having. Like, what do you mean? 
And he goes, I know what's wrong with it. And I think it's because he wants to do business. I haven't seen the whole episode. That's why I don't want to talk about it without knowing what it's about. Right. But I'm noticing that there's a trend in mainstream Arab media and Middle Eastern media this year where we're kind of like being like, hey, so, hey, yeah, yeah. you know what? So maybe, you know, maybe maybe we don't hate the Israelis yeah, that not, much anymore. Not, not that bad. Yeah? Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. How about everything to the east of us? <laughs> <laughs> How about everything to the east of us? Fuck them. Thank you. You reminded me. That's why people are making a big fucking deal over this TV show. Is because people are saying, oh... You're normalizing. Yeah, you're normalizing the whole thing. You want to do business with them and whatever, right? Okay. So I, I, I don't know if this is like a conspiracy theory. But if it was a conspiracy theory, it's a very believable conspiracy theory. Right. Yeah, any... Um, no, this is a believable one. I can see it. But it's not. it's less of a conspiracy theory than an agenda. Like mm. a conspiracy implies that they are trying to trick us into doing something when really they're going, hey, you guys open to this now? You feel like you're ready for this? But then again, I think they're reading too much into it. Yanni, you know that you can't deny the existence of Christians and Jewish people no. in, in the Middle East. Yanni, you they're can. there. They're there. And historically, okay. we've always had relationships with them. Exactly. Like we've, had, we've had trade. We've had commerce. They've been in our communities. They've been in our empires. So the idea that they don't they they don't represent a, a segment of our population is not true, and it's only a modern phenomenon. Like in the past, when you said an Arab, you could be an Arab Coptic, you can be you know Arab Zoroastrian, I guess you can be an Arab Jew, and even Jew wasn't necessarily like it's not always associated necessarily with just the culture. Sometimes it's purely the religion. So I've heard, for example, North North Africans call themselves Arab Jews. Mm, mm. And so the, there's, a, there's a lot of distinctions of that. And Huge Jewish community in North Africa. Yeah, massive. Especially in Morocco. Yeah. Exactly. So you, I wouldn't be surprised that, like everything in history, there's an ebb and flow. You know, like now we're going to kind of going back to normalizing relations because, you know, nobody trusts China anymore. But see, that's my... You, you were talking about Arab conspiracy theories on Ranter last week, right? Yes. And... Um, the whole conspiracy with this Jewish thing, right? The problem with Arabs is I believe they read, they really read between the lines too much. In what that, sense? They, they want to like come up with this whole hidden message with this Um Harun shit on NBC. What is the but, show about? What is um, it? From what I saw, like from the trailers, it's about like a Jewish family. Okay. Um, and there's like, and there's a, they're in a neighborhood like next to the Christians or something like that. Okay. I don't know if there's Muslims involved as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if they want to bring that trifecta together. <laughs> so, so you're saying that is is the show in, inherently about their Jewishness or is it about like just communities? About like the cultural differences. You okay, know. communities and cultural differences yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So in the end, it's it's a fucking typical Khaliji show disguised as a, like a, a religious thing. Like, right, oh, right. Have. Okay. They ran out of ideas. Like, oh, but like Saad, so, you've already played the grandmother, the mother, the daughter, the whatever. It's like, you you got to play a Jew now. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> a Jewish person. That's a challenge, though, isn't it? Right? If you're trying to figure it out, what if they go through it? They're like, shit, I'm going through. I'm studying all the Jewish traditions and beliefs, and you're like, this is very similar to what we do. <laughs> Does that shock you? Like, oh, oh what? Oh, what? 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 Have I been fooled? What? We're both from <laughs> desert backgrounds. What? We both share Semitic beliefs. Because by the way, a lot of people are under the impression like, okay, fair enough. You have you have political leanings and skepticism towards Israel. I get that. Towards Zionists, I get that. Okay, 
Everybody knows there's, there's conflicting agendas there. There's bad people on all sides. Fair enough. But there's a lot of people that also always have the image of Jews in the Middle East. They have that Ashkenazi Jew. Mm. That what white that? that white European Scarlett Johansson oh, okay, Jew. Okay, okay, Do you know okay, what I mean? Okay. But no, they're not always that. That's the Hollywood Jew. The that's very the Russian. pale white. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Now, they can tend to be very dominant in certain cultures. But the majority are Semitic Jews, yeah, North African, brown, just like me and you, you can't tell the difference. Like, I was surprised, like Miami being the real capital of Israel, I, <laughs> I swear I was so surprised. Like, I was like, wait, you're Jews? <laughs> you look like Ali. <laughs> Ali Hassan. <laughs> but then you look like, just like, what the hell is going on here? You're, you're, there's something, you're doing your hair differently, but it seems like you're... You're kind of us, and and they they understand Arabic, and they 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 they, they e, e, it's a whole thing, bro. We're from the same fucking region, yeah. And you can accept that. What's you the? And e? by the way, people are like listening right now. They're like, this fucking show, this show is sponsored by Israel. This show is meant to normalize relationships with the Israelis. I found them out. This is the part point of Bedouin banter. That is the idea. I fit. Pay me. <laughs> If that's the case, then please fucking pay me, Israel. Because <laughs> I'm not getting shit for this. The um, there, there's a whole like fucking. Uh, um, are we are we gonna talk about Corona Chan or should we like just? Do you, do you want to? We're we're at that um, we're at the thirty minute mark, like just under thirty. So we can we can ask people we're, questions. We've been going for thirty minutes. No, no, we're, like oh, we're at the oh. we're eight minutes past an hour now. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And I just wanted to make um um to point out one thing that I've heard. Uh, apparently, like there's this whole message messaging thing going on on WhatsApp. Uh, uh, people telling uh, others that oh, you shouldn't you shouldn't social distance because that prevents you from building up an immunity. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Get the fuck out of here. That that's the only thing I'm gonna mention about Corona. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't listen to these fuckers. No. I'm just gonna say, guys, that you know, you, apparently you should follow the World Health Organization guidelines, but apparently you shouldn't either. So nobody knows what's the case here. I've been literally talking to a friend of mine that's a doctor. He's an ENT today. He's a fan of the show as well. And um, I'm trying to get from him any clue, any indication what the Bahraini kind of position is on things. Just because when, when you're listening to a topic like this, and it's projected at the world level and at that scale, you tend to hear the narrative from China. China says, oh, the U.S. started this. They make from the army games. They bring it to <laughs> Wuhan. And then the Americans are like, oh, fuck you. We, we didn't say it was from the Wuhan viral lab. Now we're confirming that it is from you guys. And then the World Health Organization doesn't want to get involved with Taiwan. And they used to say that it can't be trans. Uh, uh, can't be spread from human to human transmission so they changed their minds about that then masks were bad now masks are good do you hear about people freaking out over like the two cats that got it in new york city no i heard about cats getting it i didn't know about the story of freaking people out but uh, apparently can, yeah. can i just finish up this line go, go for I, it. I, I didn't sure. want to open the whole topic no, of corona yeah. yeah i didn't want to either but i just wanted to say that the, the, i like to get the bahraini arab perspective on these world scale topics or these like huge global topics because we tend to have a very unique point of view that's never presented on the world scale and 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 you you want to be able to know where the bullshit from the truth is and apparently nobody fucking knows <laughs> we, <laughs> nobody knows what's going we tend, on we tend to have a very blame israel <laughs> view on things <laughs> it's funny how like everybody's blaming china and then there's a few people that's like it's fucking israel isn't it it has to be israel <laughs> they're israel or iran so, um, 
Yeah, it's it's been a it, that's the case currently. Nobody seems to know what the like. We still don't have enough information. There's still not enough conclusive studies being done. Uh, everything from antivirals to the fact that you know the whole thing has just been a mess as far as how people handle it in certain countries. So we're just gonna have to wait and see. Oh, can I can I retract my statements? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yes. You wanted to do that. Yeah. I wanted to uh, retract my statements that I've said in the last time I was here. <laughs> when this now, first uh, thing was first breaking out. Yeah. Now the uh, <laughs> now uh, at the time of recording, the coronavirus wasn't the big deal that it was now. Um, so um, I may have said some things along the lines of the flu is um, uh, kills more people than the coronavirus. At the time, um, it did. At, at the time, so it did. So you were correct at right? the time. I was correct at the time, but I wish to retract those statements now. And I'm going to tell you, stay the fuck at home. Okay. Now, I know I'm not following my example, but yeah. do as I say, not as I do. He's okay? more than six feet so, away from me. I can tell you that. Someone's got to entertain you, motherfuckers. Yeah, he's fine. He's good. He's been, he's been in isolation this whole time. This is his oh, only day out. Oh, yeah. And then you're back in, huh? Because Baba's here tomorrow. Baba's here tomorrow, bro. <laughs> And, back. And, and you know what adds insult to injury mm. fucking like you know how I, I got into battlefront now right okay battlefront 2 like that's my shit yeah you're I into the star really wars good now, at yeah. it right yeah. uh dice uh is cutting off the game they're canceling what? it yeah the, the 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 last update that they released will be the final update but what do you mean by canceling it they're just stopping like they're, they're, they're stopping updates they're, they're stopping everything. yeah but stopping updates is fine but they're not stopping servers right they're people no, are no, still no. gonna be able to play no no, no, the uh, servers are going to still run. Yeah. yeah, that's all that matters. Oh, so you got you got your money's worth out of it. That's all that came Barely. Like I fucking downloaded well, you the just game started. like a month that's, ago. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. problem. These people have had it for years now. You know, like sometimes I'd wait in the lobby for like half an hour just to get like a supremacy match. Yeah, it's, see, that's so. the thing. These games, a lot of them, you never know which platform to play them on. It's difficult. But you'd think there'd be a spike because, man, I swear to God, like everybody seems to be handling this problem with isolation, social distancing, handling it so badly. But all my gamer friends, everybody's fine. Like, it's like nothing has changed. Bruh. What am I doing? I don't go out. Like, me more so nowadays because I'm, I, you know, I left the radio. Mm. So I've kind of gone back into the, those habits and I get to see more of my gamer friends, things that I haven't done in a long time, massive painting sessions, stuff like that. And even the guys that play tabletop, like uh, Warhammer, we haven't met in person to play. Uh, but I know people are playing on online through like tabletop simulator, stuff like that. So for gamers, it's like, well, if you've already had that lifestyle for years and you're just relying on either delivery or like Insta food at your house, cereal and that shit, yeah. and you're just online with your bros, you're playing on discord, who gives a shit? You know, what's exciting for me is that I always, you know, I still call myself a casual gamer, but right now I'm doubling down on video games. Yeah. So I'm sort of playing all these video games that I've, that I've heard of before. Like, oh, you should play this. You should play that. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll download That's that right. shit. I'll fucking download that shit. So I'm becoming like your your typical fat fuck gamer. Man, right? <laughs> I swear to God, video game money, it is impenetrable. Like if you're talking about video game stock... It has done nothing but grow. Oof. It has done nothing but outcompete, outplay, I mean, outdo everything else. I mean, save save for a few incidents with EA. No, but they don't lose money though. They get PR backlash for sure. Mm. But EA is making bank no matter what, man. Mm. What I'm saying is that as a as a market, like as as its own little ecosystem, video game money has never been sour. It's always been up. It always grows. Everybody else gets shut down in these, this time period. So long as there are recliners and Mountain Dew, bro. Yeah. People are fine, bro. People are fine. <laughs> I saw this meme from somebody that sent it the other day. They were talking about like you can spot a gamer, how you can spot a gamer. And they show people like on their uh, their freaking Zoom meetings at work. 
and like everybody has this shitty like front-facing camera like just setting themselves they look all oily and yellowed and then there's this one guy that's got the lcd screen and the proper like vlogging camera and he's like chilled out freaking pc in the back and it's like perfect webcam it's like i'm used to streaming bro come at me bro what do you got? What do you got? Yeah, Fuck you shitty meetings. glasses, bro. Fuck that shit. Are you still doing know. that? Yeah. How's I'm that going? That. How's Bahrain handling that? Um, Come on, give us the student perspective. I went on a rant about it on Instagram. I, oh, yeah, you did. I fucking told them, you know, I said that, you know, they should cancel the semester um, because it's pointless. It's right. fucking pointless. But my friend then argued, like, oh, how are they going to pay the teachers' salaries? And I'm like, bro, everyone's sacrificing over here. Let the teachers fucking sacrifice as well. Hey, man, right? teachers already sacrifice a lot, okay? I know, I know, okay? So just sacrifice a little bit more. Because, bro, you're not absorbing nearly as much information. That's my opinion on the whole matter, okay. okay? You're not absorbing nearly as much information as you will if you're in class. Because, honestly, like, it... it you're just tempted to procrastinate. You're just tempted to put the phone or the, or the laptop on the side and play your video games. Then you're not really required for, at least in my university, you're not required to switch on your webcam or anything like yeah. your microphone. But isn't right. that, like, to be honest, right? Isn't that just you being a dick? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you are you are choosing not to participate. Not that the system is flawed. Mm-hmm. Like, is, is there actually anything that's a deficit with that, the capture of the, from the, the, from the, the class? Look, in, in terms of like the, the quality that they're putting out and, and the teaching method, excellent, excellent. And no complaint whatsoever. Yeah. Right. But in terms of like student participation, I'll give you one example. Bro. My mechanics class should have 21 people in it. Okay. You know how many people log, logged on today? No. Five. Yeah, but that's their own fault, bro. It, exactly. So people are like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't, I don't care anymore. Okay, and everyone's like freaking out over this project that we have to submit on the twenty first. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. But how What's is this any on? different? How is this any different? Jenna Ahmed, not showing Jenna up Ahmed class. called me the other day and he was like, "Bro, I'm gonna spend another year in polytechnic. He was supposed to graduate this year. And what happened? He had one, one that fucking one tweet? class, one <laughs> that, fucking class. It's one tweet when he just dished. <laughs> I, he he dissed polytechnic right in one fucking tweet, and <laughs> the guy. He puts it out there on Twitter. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to help him out. So I just comment and I at Polytechnic. <laughs> I swear, not even a minute passes. The tweet tweet is deleted. <laughs> I was like, why are you trash talking? Why are you trash talking, bro, if you're not going to say it to their face? I was really public about my opinions. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was on my I Instagram. Saw that. I saw that. Um, in my opinion, Yanni. Yeah, you should th- mention them, though. Kuwait, you know what Kuwait did? No. They just gave a pass to everyone. They're like, okay, we'll continue next semester. Yeah, but Kuwait yeah. is just like lazy, bro. Kuwait is Kuwait. I get it. But I'm talking about like the amount of material that you're going to absorb. Yeah, huh? but it's not. I feel like and if you're in class, like I'm coming at an impasse here with you. Okay, I know. I know. I'm being a bit of a cock blocker when it comes no, to your please, needs. No, please. I welcome as a student. But I feel like there's no different. Like arguments. if the technology is, is is there, right? Fair yeah. enough. Okay, if the technology yeah. is there, there's no fault in the technology. The teachers are not being more like they're not being lazier. They're not taking advantage of the fact that nothing's happening for them to kind of dick around. Then you can claim, hey, they're wasting the money of my tuition, what I paid to actually get in this class. But if people are feeling demotivated because they're like. Guys, you know, everything's fucked anyway. The economy's screwed over. People are not going to jobs. Why do we have to keep doing stuff? Let, let me give you an example of why I think, like, they're, they're even, like, telling you that, hey, man, this is bullshit, okay? It's, 
We're just going to give you a pass on a silver platter. Right. I have to submit five assignments, four of which I did, and the, the, the last one I'm going to submit tomorrow. Okay? And if I submit those assignments, I get a 40%. Okay. Right? And then I have an exam, okay, in June. That's an open book exam, online open book exam. That's going to account for 60%. So right. basically... Well, what they're doing is they're handing me a pass on a silver platter. And the people that know Polytechnic, Polytechnic is fucking tough, bro. You have to be on your ass studying 24-7. You, 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 either you get the information in your fucking head or you're going to fail. Right. That, for by, doing, by, by implementing a system like this, and Zen, we're basically just handing it out, you're not really motivating the students or you're not encouraging them or, or forcing them to open their textbooks and revise. Is that do you feel like that is their fault? Like as in they should make it more difficult. No, it's not their, therefore... it's not their fault. It's the, they did the best they can given the circumstances that they're in. Yeah. And then best um honestly I, I'm I'm just waiting to see how detrimental it will be once we resume um um, university like normal. the normal operations yeah. and stuff yeah and I, I look i get it i know that it's not easy to want to be like involved in something if you feel like they're not even involved mm. like if you feel if you get the impression that they're not that they're doing the bare minimum then sometimes that does have a demotivating effect on on kids and, and students and adults as well it, it's it's a real thing but at the, at the end of the day if you i feel like I, if i was a student right and if i had nothing else to do like assuming I'm not a gamer, assuming I've not I've got nothing else to procrastinate about, then honestly, sometimes just being a part of a class feels like some kind of time filler for me. Mm. You know, I'm I'm out there, I'm listening to the guy, I'm talking, he's talking, he's teaching stuff. It feels like I got something to do. Mm. Like it's weird how this whole pandemic has kind of brought out two types of people. There are people that are being ultra productive right now. Like the stuff I've been able to get done and I'm not saying I'm amazing at this. I've been actually slacking off and I'm not necessarily doing the stuff that is the most important for me. I was lucky to ha already have the steam streaming platform set up. Like the fact that we did it yeah. and got things set up like a month and a half of like continuous. You remember we we're doing week in, week out yeah. kind of like uploads. And so I have this set up here all sorted right before Corona kicks in, Corona-chan. So I have the advantage of doubling down on this and actually doing some work and, and taking it to the next level. Uh, Shedda, my wife, she's been doing the same thing around the house. We've been trying to commit to cleaning up the house, doing stuff. We were we already had spring cleaning plans for this time of the year. And the fact that this kicked in made it so we have no distractions, right? Weight loss, still a problem. <laughs> Always going to be a problem, bro. <laughs> no matter what. I have started working out again, but I have not controlled my food. I started doing uh, DDP yoga. What the fuck is DDP yoga? Um, is that like the, the wrestling move? It's uh, Diamond Dallas uh, something. Yeah. The guy that started was an yeah, ex-wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, right? that's, I remember this. This uh, Yeah, this I, I remember this guy. This is the guy that got that one guy that was really overweight. The veteran guy that, yes. that, that uh, had like a spinal injury. Yes, yeah, And he yeah, was walking yeah, yeah. with crutches. I remember. He was on Rogan. This guy was on Rogan. Yeah, yeah. Rogan, Rogan's friends with him, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Zubari gave me the, the workout. Bro, it's like 25 minutes... Yeah. It's a 25-minute workout. It's More than in, good enough. It's intense. Dude, yoga is intense. It's, it's intense. Yeah, I, 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 oh, 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 we lost oh, another light. There's another one. <laughs> now our natural faces are going to show, yeah, bro. Yeah, oh, I still have my last yeah. one. <laughs> 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 That's the time limit, I feel. We're at not, we're like an hour 20 right now. 
And that, that gives me an idea of OJ. That's OJ's light, by the okay. way. The one that just went down. Shout out to OJ. Shout out to OJ, who's uh, working on something good. He's working on something good, guys. We're going on something real good. OJ, the old, uh, the third mic here, he used to be on the show with us, uh, me and Metruk. And, and he's, when these two first joined on, that's where we started the series, the Banter Buddy series mm. uh, from this podcast. And um, he went into film school yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> Wrong time to fucking go. Is it Detroit or Chicago? Uh, Maryland. Baltimore. Oh, it was Detroit. Oh, Baltimore. That's Baltimore, right. Yeah, I was yeah. with me. Uh, I knew it was somewhere there was a lot of crime. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I knew that part. <laughs> so, so he's in Baltimore. Go Ravens. And um, he's been doing well. And he's got an amazing script. Yeah, Honestly, which, which I've film. read. I, I'm not sure if we can discuss it. No, but like but all it's a I, short film. It's yeah, really nice. It's a short film. All I can tell it is I wanted more. I wanted more. I, wanted I was more. disappointed with the ending because it wouldn't give me more. It that's, wouldn't, exactly. It was so annoying. But uh, yeah, that's the case uh, with him. He's going to be coming back soon enough and he's going to be shooting this in Bahrain, by the way. Holy shit. Yes. Nice. Mm, mm. Hope I get a cameo. Ho- hope, ho- I hope so too. Yeah, I hope he doesn't take his light back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So what were we talking about before we ended? We're at the last uh, couple of minutes. Do you want to take questions? Uh, sure. If there are any questions, guys, uh, this is uh, we're gonna keep talking. But you guys, give us uh, give us some questions if you have them. Any topics you want us to discuss? The final few minutes of the show are gonna be dedicated to that. At least fifteen minutes if we can manage it. You know, you know. Now that now that my dad's back, I don't I don't know if I'll be able to come back for the show. Um, it's fine. I mean, I, 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 wait, wait. Oh, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, we're yeah. good. Don't worry. Uh, I got Donovan it. now. <laughs> Do you know, just such, having such be just go listen, for the Americans, listen, just go so for the saying, white folks. This, this is the truth about such any any Middle Eastern business. You want to bring up the business, the stock value. All you have to do is hire a white guy. That's it. Immediately, my stock like like to the stock went up. I don't know why. It's obviously not qualified. If you see the interview, you know. <laughs> but it's just the case. Best. I'll actually try to get in for a few episodes here and there. If like, if, yeah, if yeah. I wanted to do with Donovan, you, and some of the other guys. Oh, that would be fucking amazing. We do an improv session, a podcast Ooh. improv game that I have in mind. We just do a full like episode that's just improv-based, have fun with that. There's a bunch of stuff I feel like we're going to be able to do. Do-do-do-do-do, such a chicken nugget nugget. Yeah. Who, 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 who said that? That's uh, a Redeemer. Redeemer. Yeah. Oh, I know who that is. Red Deemer. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you tonight, Redeemer. Right. Yeah. It's uh, Apparently, the yoga that you're talking about, it's a DPP, right? DDP. DDP. Uh, he helped He helped Gabriel Iglesias lose weight. Yeah, yeah. He's another comedian that's uh, on the heavier but the, side. But then Gabriel Iglesias lost his hair as well. <laughs> at yeah. the same time. He's no longer fluffy, is he? <laughs> no. He's no longer in that category. <laughs> He's, he's more, like, he's more like squishy now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's one of them. Uh, Adil asks, did getting into stand up open you to new types of comedy? Uh, Adil, by the way, uh, shout out to you. Adil is uh, one of our contributors. I like to call people that participate in the show contributors. Contributors it makes them feel like special, right? Because yeah. you are a special. Adil. I didn't get a so, chance to see your stand up. By the like way, a, it's like a sales specialist. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. It's like he's contributing to the New York Times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, Adil has uh, tried stand up. Apparently, I didn't get a chance to see it, brother. I'm sorry. Uh, I I tend to uh, get distracted with stuff. I'll see it and I'll give you an opinion. But to answer your question, did getting into stand up open you to new types of comedy? Um, not really. Um, when I first started doing improv, I noticed that it was because I had a really bad experience the first time doing open mic, uh, the lines then in London and it scared the shit out of me for years. So I never did stand up after that. And when I first got to Miami, I wanted to do something to do with comedy. What was your first, uh, 
stand up like what was your first terrible. open mic like it was terrible you get like tunnel vision i i, I went i was scared because uh, i didn't realize it was a gong show okay so that means like you know have you ever seen the british style gong show comedy shows yeah and if you're bombing they just like gong you out and this guy this guy, the lion's den had a gorilla in a costume that would like <laughs> gong you out and some other animals at one point or another a lion costume i don't know why it was a gorilla it didn't make sense uh, but this guy did, and uh, I I went up on stage and realized that I was going to do a joke that I had. Um, it was basically, uh, it was it was basically the Middle East and something about basically not like uh, the relationship between Arabs and Jews and how similar our mothers are, and uh, I mean, just pointing out little observation uh, based humors. And um, this Israeli chick went up before me that was like a half Brit, half Israeli. And she covered so much of that stuff already. Oh, no. Apparently, it was a genre. She shafted you, didn't she? she? No, she, I, she, I didn't know her. She didn't know me, nothing. But she was like a regular on the mic. And it was so similar to some of the stuff I did. And then I went up and I'm like an asshole. That, that like I'm, They didn't even get to hear me because I just realized I was like, I can't just do some of the stuff that she did because she did mine better plus a lot more. And they kept letting her go on. Because if you're good, they'll give you more time to go on. If you're terrible, you're out within the first minute. Right. So I just kept stuttering and 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 not getting things right, and I kept messing up my lines and and my thought process. And then the the gorilla just gonged me out, and that was it. And they were like, "Ah, oh, boo! You fucker! Get off the fucking stage, mate! You're fucking terrible, mate! Fuck off!" Oh god. There's always that one guy like, "Fuck off, mate!" That's the Ugh. yeah. That was the that was the experience. And then um, plus it didn't help that I was high. Oh. That <laughs> gorilla must have been a fucking adventure then, bro. <laughs> Where the fuck are you coming from? Bro? Yeah. This, Where the fuck you, what, is this? what is happening? Did they roof me out of the fucking Amazon jungle right now, bro? What's going on? Where is this? What is happening? There's a goddamn gorilla in a costume here. Why is it called the lion's den if they have a gorilla? They're not even the same continent. Yes, they are. It's terrible. It's bad biology. So, uh, yeah, I, I stopped. I never went back after that. Years later, then I wanted to move to uh, Florida. I wanted to do comedy again. I wanted to try it because that was my phase of like, do anything. Yeah. You can do anything. Yeah. This is your time to shine. It's your early 30s. Yeah. yeah. It's like 28 to 30. How old are you, bro? Then I was, at tw- then I was 27, 28. Okay. When yeah. I started doing this. And I was like, this is... This is your chance before you get into your 30s to actually live life. <laughs> and I got into kite surfing and kendo and, and all kinds of shit. And when I did comedy, I wanted to kind of like dip my toes back into it. And improv, as you know, is kind of more of a team-based thing. Yeah. Very support-oriented. Yes, mm-hmm. and doing so. I was like, hey, let's try improv. I, I saw like uh, some people advertising for it and I joined up. And that's how I did it. And it ended up being a unique experience. But I don't think most people would go from stand-up to improv unless they were desperate. Like, what about yourself? Like you, me? Yeah, like, what is the reason you would ever go into other kinds of comedy? Like, that's the question from Adil. Like, what are, oh, for, for me, um, again, like, uh, I think it's, it's also a case of, like, okay, I'm 22, so I'm, I'm just try as, as much as I can. But it wasn't, for me, it was just sort of branching out, right? Like, trying to be a jack-of-all-trades, like learning from improv to improve my stand-up and vice versa yeah right and the the next frontier that i want to conquer is sketch comedy yeah um so like write little scripts and stories here and there and post it on youtube hopefully not instagram no what is that phenomenon the market's been fucking saturated here. no but it's so weird that arabs are more into whatsapp videos and instagram than they are into youtube i don't know do you notice that 
I don't know. Yani, yani, uh, like you think that I, most I of these sketch it's, it's comedy the fucking groups... ads on YouTube, bro. Is it though? It is. They're not that bad. Bro, YouTube. You can't pre- wait a few bro, seconds. <laughs> YouTube Premium is. Right? That's what I got, man. The second I, the second I found bro. out, I was like, shit, man. Like, I didn't even know I was paying for YouTube Premium because of my Google Play. Yeah. I didn't even know that that feature for locking your phone and being able to listen was available. Mm. And for years, I wasn't. I didn't understand why every time I went to London to see my family, I'd suddenly be able to listen to stuff on my phone whilst yeah. it's locked. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> bro, I, I forgot that YouTube even has ads. Right? Honestly, it's so good. Yeah. But I get that. Maybe it's because of the ad advertising and everything else, then you, you probably would be annoyed. It's also more accessibly. And if, 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 you know, we've discussed this before. Instagram is a prominent fucking app. It's the most popular app in, in, in the Middle East. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, I'll go that home. Yeah, but wouldn't you, like, it's funny that they want something digestible and quick and fast under so, a minute, you so know what I mean? what I would do is is basically what you've been doing with, with the podcast. Like, yeah, I'd clips. Put, like, clips on yeah. Instagram just to get a, just to get a, just for people to get a taste of it. Yeah. And then, like, I'd link the YouTube uh, a channel to my yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah. account. It's whatever you can do, I guess, to, to promote stuff. It works in one way That's, or another. Yeah, like I said, I do a sketch, you know, we've been working on a few Try things it, man. here and there. You should, you should. Other people, if you want to, always, I feel like improv is an easier route into comedy, mm. even though improv doesn't necessarily make you a better comedian. I believe they sort of complement each other. Yeah, and if, uh, for me, they the, can. the transition from stand-up to improv was, was n- natural. Yeah. Right? So I, I think like with improv, I'll learn the whole teamwork, the whole direction thing and yeah. whatever. Which will get me into 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 um, I sketch think comedy. If I'm if I'm gonna honestly say it this way, I feel like improv is a better link to writing than it is to stand up, because improv kind of teaches you how to brainstorm ideas and think of characterizations and think of tangents. So it actually makes you a really good public speaker. Mm. Makes you kind of think on the fat the fly and and kind of you know. <laughs> improvise yeah but uh it doesn't necessarily not every th- type of improv that you do will necessarily be funny because we talked about like the the drama based ones that yeah. are very you know <laughs> format based very some people will call pretentious <laughs> some people will call by the way key word of the day if anybody's been watching afterlife season two and you love the therapist the, the word of my week has been I've, Thespussy. I've been I've been hearing about that show. Dude, watch that show. Would you? Yeah, Ricky I'll, Gervais is honestly killing it with that let show. Let me finish Better Call Saul first and then Please I'll... Please do. Ricky yeah. Gervais has a masterpiece and nobody knows about it. Right, next question. Do you guys think that the opening of Things Again is a good idea considering the last time we opened up Things, the cases of Kuranachan rose up again? Who is it? That's a Redeemer. Redeemer? Yeah. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, well, I think honestly that it's a good test bed that uh, places like Germany, uh, Florida, and other countries like the Scandinavian countries are all kind of easing up on lockdown uh, regulations and opening up because then we can get to see and find out what happens. With Florida, I think it's a bigger risk mm. because you have a lot of old people. And yet, surprisingly, Florida hasn't had as many cases as, as some of the other states, but that might change. So it's a bigger risk there. I feel like with Germany and uh, Scandinavia, they have really good health healthcare systems, specifically the Scandinavian countries. So they're, they've got a better chance of opening up and finding out, you know, how, how bad could this be if we let it just spread a little bit and, you know, let people build up immunities if that is the, if that is the case. We still don't know if people can be reinfected. Uh, a lot of people have said that reinfections could be actually people that have false positives the first time around and now they're getting effect- infected so that's why they're getting reinfected just so, like aids yeah but really we don't know anything we, we don't know if people can get reinfected or not so this will this will help with some of the uh, the theories out there and putting it to the test but at least we have 
some people that do have the healthcare systems that can handle it. <laughs> now, <laughs> as for Bahrain, I'm sorry, yeah. I was going to cover the last part about Bahrain. I don't know what the best move is for Bahrain. Um, I would ask our friend, uh, the doc, uh, about what would be the best case or the, the best scenario going forward maybe for Bahrain. That I used to think, I was like, Bahrain might have done a really good job at it to the point that it's not spreading at all and mm. yet we still have cases so how you know you know what i mean like that wouldn't that prolong things if, yeah. if that's the case yeah so um see my my opinion on the whole thing is i was <laughs> i was talking to an older person the other day yeah i'm not going to mention who but uh he was telling me that you see this is where europe fails this is where democracy fails <laughs> You know, they're going to open up all the shops for them because the people cried, oh, we need our freedom, we need our whatever. Need they're, our gonna get, they're going to get reinfected. They're going to get whatever. He's like, you need you need a government that's hard on the people. You need, them, yeah. you need a government that will shut down everything until this thing is eradicated. Bullshit. Right? Bullshit. You like military rule? Like, you Basically, know, like, yeah, martial no, law. No, right? no, 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 no. <laughs> Not in the States. No way. That's what they want. What All these militia people want, all these hicks, they mm. just want proof. Dude, they've been geared up for years. They're like, Obama, he's gotten us ready with the death camps and the FEMA drills, and they have everything ready. The government's coming for us and coming for our guns. But see, my my um, my opinion on the whole thing, to answer Red Red's question, yeah. is um, gradual, stage, yeah. stage by stage. Like you have to, right? Yeah, you know, you can't, you know, the world has to start working again, right? Yeah, I mean, for example, in Bahrain's case now, they're like, oh, public gatherings of more than five are, are not allowed. Uh, the next stage will be, oh, public gatherings of 10. Right, yeah. And then they slowly, gradually, like, okay, we're going to open up, um, uh, say, hair salons. That's the first thing they're going <laughs> to fucking open up, right? That, open that up. goddamn hair salon lobby. <laughs> they're so powerful, man. <laughs> it's guys, metro guys, and women that are really freaking powering. There's going to be that. like a massive fucking loophole, right? If hair salon galleries open up, the, the, fi- the five or more rule can't apply because yeah. it's technically so not a public saying. place. See, just showing you guys, I've, I've committed to my hair no matter what. I have stayed concise about my haircut this is this is Sheda's work as you can see uh proper covid precautions have been taken so it's terrible so that's why i feel like people need to uh hang out more a bit at home and not rush to the salon learn how to cut your fucking beard bro dude yeah seriously Jesus. some of you guys have issues it's not that complicated i know what the fuck that's what youtube is for god damn it so that's a good point man i think maybe an ebb and flow like let, let yeah. some some kind of like because you can't celebrate you can't celebrate too early no right you don't want to. Those, take and so Ramadan anyway, you know, you can't Keep do up. like Keep wait up. at least wait till after Ramadan. Yeah. Just see what the white people do first. I think by the time Eid comes, they're gonna slowly sort of, if the situation like stays the way it is now and yeah. doesn't like there's no more increase in cases, they're gonna go a bit lax on the rules. I think they might go on certain maybe economic sectors just to be able to see how we can manage the the ebb and flow, bad the finances in the country, and. Um, I think people naturally doing Ramadan, we already have a slowdown economically anyway. So a lot of places don't have as much marketing, don't have as much things to do during Ramadan. So this was already always going to be a slump, mm-hmm. but not as severely as it is now, obviously. So maybe something that kind of generates more income, more wealth for people, gets things back in, in, into shape on the, the service level. And, and we see where we go from there. I feel like I, th- I think they should do the analysis on an economic level, not just on a healthcare level. I think Bahrain has done really well as far as maintaining the, 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 the correct measures 
first listening to the healthcare providers and people that know what they're doing from that side of things. But now when it comes to opening up, they have to figure out what they need to prioritize first economically. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this sector, this sector, this sector, they, they, these need to first be, you know, um, eased up a bit on. We need to figure out solutions to give them, you know, either logistics help or something else to keep the, mo- the momentum moving. There are some people doing amazing packages for Ramadan, like deals yeah. for food and everything else. They're, they're, they're desperate, man. They're, they're trying their best, small businesses. Mm. So yeah, mm. I mean, th- those are the ones I worry about. There's a lot of influencers supporting small businesses. <laughs> don't get on that. Please don't. <laughs> okay, this has been one of your pet peeves recently. All right, so... Um, uh, for, for geek size only it's Iyad saying cream, what's, up, cream, Iyad? what's up buddy Iyad. I'm going to have him on the podcast again soon enough uh, craziest things you witnessed in Florida Khaled oh. does it have to be that's one of them but does it have to be something I actually witnessed like as in with my own two eyes or was it like near me when it happened did I talk about the car the, the firebomb on the car before no okay so I don't think that was safe for radio. No, I didn't ever talk about it on radio, but I was wondering if I talked about it on the podcast. I don't think or so, okay, no. so this is a good one. This is the this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Okay, so in in Miami Beach, where I was living in the first t- first time I moved there, and then I relocated after that because Miami Beach is a very touristy part of Miami, so it's not like downtown. You don't get to meet real people. It's mostly tourists and people that are snowbirds. They live there part of the year. So in the part of the years. That has issues. So if you're living in those buildings, you tend to fly up to New York or other places for the rest of the year and then come down when New York is like cold, cold in, yeah. in the winter. So snowbirds, right? Uh, there's a part where you, you guys know, um, you know, spring break, yeah. right? You know, ultra music festival, mm-hmm. you know that, right? In Miami, the one they don't talk about is what's called black spring break, okay? Or Memorial mm-hmm. Day. Black Spring <laughs> Break, <laughs> <laughs> Memorial Day weekend, or Urban Beach weekend. Okay? I heard of Memorial Day weekend, yeah. Okay, so Memorial Day weekend is usually also when all the festivities for Urban Beach weekend happens. And that means everybody from every possible ghetto in the U.S., you know, the, the, you know, the, the most urban, the blackest of the black come at you from every city, from Atlanta, from Detroit, from <laughs> everywhere you can think of. They just flock. They to, flock to, to Miami yeah. Beach and everything. Like, everything is, like, everything is R&B. Everything is hip-hop. Everything is, you know, thug life. Everything is, like, black culture. And for a lot of people, it's amazing because you get to see the same kind of, like, festivals and stuff that happen there. But the issues with uh, Urban Beach Weekend is that there's a lot of people from rival gangs that show up. Holy shit. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get it. So that. a lot of people that don't like each other <laughs> from different cities, different rivalries, different, you know, rappers. Everything. Fuck it. Florida's going to be our battleground. Bro. It becomes the fucking battleground, man. <laughs> I shit you not. Urban Beach Weekend, the cops set up these towers on the entries for every causeway into Miami Beach. Uh, they have patrols every single a county is on alert. So every cop from every different county, even freaking uh, uh, Okeechobee, which is like basically Native American. So they're cops with like gators as patrol. <laughs> K-9 unit, but with gators. <laughs> Goddamn Okeechobee police. And then in fucking, in, in Miami Beach, what happens is like, you see every now and then you'll hear like everybody leaves. It's just the people that want to stay there that live there, right? And the rest, everybody gets the fuck out. I didn't know this the first day I was in Miami. Nobody told me anything. I didn't have any plans to go anywhere. So somebody just said, listen, if you've never been to Urban Beach Weekend, just don't go out. Stay. 
Uh, enjoy yourself. Order everything you need to home. Don't do anything. And they, because they were worried for me. And I was like, what do you mean? This is like, you're in the center of it. We're on the inside the downtown Miami. You might not even be able to leave. The cops have those checkpoints up. And I was like, fuck, is it that bad? They were like, you're going to find out. And I sit on the balcony and they're like, just enjoy the beers. I look outside from the, the balcony where I'm at and you could see South Point all the way to Miami, Washington Avenue. And man, fucking people running after each other, people gunning people down. Every five seconds, at some point, you hear blah, 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 <laughs> to something or another, police cars chasing. And then the one thing I did see was some motherfucker firebombed the car. Holy shit. Right next to my building. Like a fucking Molotov? Like a Molotov or something like that. Or they lit the gas tank on fire or something. But the car didn't explode. It was just like burning. Holy shit. Like a freaking riot, man. And these guys are moving down the streets like it was the purge, bro. (laughs) (laughs) If they ever did like the black version of the purge, it would be Miami Beach Urban Weekend. (laughs) And nobody would be staying indoors, by the way. Everybody would be fucked off off or in the streets. That's about it. That is the craziest shit I've ever seen, I think, in in Miami that I can think of at the moment. So that's that story. Um, Another thing, he says, uh, you can't keep these new generation of kids' attention for more than 10 seconds. Uh, That's why short-term comedy is over and all thought-out comedy uh, is not a favorable one no matter how good it is. Yeah, it depends. It depends. Like, it seems like these days, and either people are into like the 10 second format or they're into like three hours. <laughs> it's like there's no between. I don't know why. There has to be a middle ground, okay? Yeah. We got jobs. Right? I know. <laughs> it needs to, like, something needs to happen to bring things back. Uh, honestly, we need to get a better hold of the whole situation. I feel it's too early. That's Abdullah talking about it. He's a healthcare provider. He's talking about Bahrain and COVID. Um, FEMA drills and eggs, hair salon lobby. I'm just catching up to everything in the chat. Uh, you have to look at the second wave of infections. That's what Red says. Ooh, is the second wave coming? Right? That sounds like a movie. No. Corona-chan. <laughs> the second wave. The second coming. The second wave of coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm sorry. We're going to find out. It's going to happen in Germany, bro. Like a lot of Germans are going to be sounding those old like sirens, the ones oh. they haven't turned on since World War Two. Achtung, Achtung, the Amerikaner! Achtung, the Kevin Mantilla! Das wird die Amerikaner bekommen! Aber schnell und gefährlich! Some dude, some dude like rises to power. <laughs> Golov, Bittler. And he's got like like a just a reverse Hitler mustache with shaved the middle part. He just kept the sides. What I have right now, yeah. basically. <laughs> and this time, it's not gonna be the Arabs. It's not gonna be the Jews. It's gonna be the Arabs. I mean, <laughs> the Arabs have brought it to Germany. And there'll be a whole conspiracy theory in Israel, like these fucking. Arabs. I know these fucking Arabs, man. They brought it in. <laughs> They came from Syria, and the refugees from Syria brought the COVID with them. Achtung, die das Blut der Amerikaner! It's gonna be World War III, bro. <laughs> Corona-chan. <laughs> Fucking red. Yeah, man, we're gonna have to see what the second wave brings. <laughs> I feel like Norway's got its shit together. All of Scandinavia has their shit together. So let's find out what they do, what happens to them. I just want, I feel like the most important question is whether or not people get reinfected. That's the most important thing. 
If we know whether or not people get reinfected, if people it just get solves reinfected, everything. you're fucked. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I think they know. I think they just don't want to tell us. <laughs> because if you knew, right? If you knew that people could get reinfected, would you tell people? No. You wouldn't. You'd be no. like, I wouldn't I tell them. They're sort of calming you down, right? You're gonna, you're gonna They'd be like, wait up, hold up. up. <laughs> just, just buy time. <laughs> just, just buy time <laughs> until there's a vaccine. <laughs> just buy time, right? Let's just, listen up, okay? We won't, and honestly, I genuinely think that's what's happened most of the, like, throughout this whole thing, as far as the PR thing has, is concerned. I feel like for the, lo- for the longest time, the reason that they seem like they don't know what they're doing is because they're trying to figure out what they should and shouldn't tell us. And then Trump doesn't give a fuck. Have Trump you, just says anything have, that's on his head. Have you seen the, the Chinese? No. Bro, like, I, I used to be, like, skeptical about this whole, oh, China's playing the numbers thing with the corona thing. Right, yeah. Right? But I, I'm, I'm becoming dude, more and no. more of a believer now. They, dude, they're, they're bro, like, bro. when we were talking about the Wuhan viral lab, it was a conspiracy theory bro. at the time. Now bro. it's, like, taken like seriously. You're expecting me to believe that there's, oh, oh, plus two cases a day. Come plus on. Three, Augusta. Plus two that are living. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They're just playing a little bit of Chinese accounting. Wait a minute. Did I see you at the hospital last week? I'm no. telling you, man. That guy, the guy that did the, the Donald Trump don't trust China. That guy saw it coming, man. He was in Hong Kong at the time. He's like, I know it's coming. I work in Wuhan at the time. Don't trust China, Donald Trump. Nobody. He's just telling the world ahead of time we didn't listen. Free Hong Kong. <laughs> Do you know people People are like comparing the whole pandemic to Jaws, the movie? Really? Do you know that? Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're looking at all the world leaders that are like, we need oh, to open back up for the... We need to open the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's swimming season. The summer's here. Or the tourists are coming. <laughs> we need to open the beach. <laughs> Sheriff Beatty, stop panicking. <laughs> I swear, man, this is this is a unique time. I swear, the world the world has just gotten sillier and sillier. I feel like I'm in a simulation. Oh man, I haven't laughed like this in a right? while. <laughs> I swear, we're in a simulation. I swear. All right, only get learn great learn something new about Florida. You're welcome, man. I'm, I'm more than happy to help. Right, so we're uh, we're well past the time. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. Right on. Beautiful show. fucking amazing, bro. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. It was one of, been one of the funnest uh, episodes we've had uh, in ages, honestly. I've missed uh, having this kind of uh, uh, banter back Hell and yeah, forth. <laughs> and just to remind you guys, uh, please don't forget to share, to like, to subscribe, especially when it comes to the comments at the bottom. If you're listening to this after the fact, if it's not on the live, if you liked it, make a comment in the bottom or even ask us questions. Give us topic advices, things you'd like us to cover, uh, feedback, whatever you want. Because oh, the, the comments stuff. are the rocket fuel for that YouTube algorithm. It actually kicks in and then YouTube goes, oh, people like this thing. 100 and subscribers. 100. Because <laughs> we're getting close to 100 subscribers, guys. <laughs> you know you get, You know how you get like the silver play button? We're going to get the piece of shit. We are. For, like 100 <laughs> subscribers. 100% pure bullshit. <laughs> This bull has eaten nothing but mahogany. That's it. So thank you guys again. Uh, also, reminding everybody on the audio platforms, I'm going to try to keep it as quick as possible to release stuff. Uh, with episodes like this, it's a lot easier because we're not using any kind of media formats. We're not putting in a video. Very streamlined. So very streamlined, very straightforward. We're going to put that on there on iTunes and Rami, Spotify, everything else. And uh, what else am I going to announce? Again, I'm reminding you guys that the titles will be changing from now on. So uh, the names on all episodes going forward will just be Bedouin Banter, 
the number of the episodes uh, so far since the start of this podcast, it's now reached 28 episodes. So um, that means I'm going to be ch- going back retroactively on everything we've posted, changing the titles to the numbering to just say Bedouin Banter and the number. Uh, so it's easier for everybody that's listening on the audio platforms. Uh, but the thumbnails will still say, you know, B- Bedouin Ranter or Banter Ranter or Banter Buddies. Uh, Bedouin's up close. So you can just... Dis- and they're going to be color coded. Well. Yeah, they're color coded. They're already kind of different looking than each one. So yeah. you, you'll kind of know just looking at it if you're on YouTube, like this one's the Bedouin's up close and everybody's going to have their own playlist as well. So right on. there you go. Thank you guys for listening. Matruk, right. you want to plug anything? Thank you for listening and may the fourth be with you. That's right. May the fourth be with you guys. Shout out to you all at the podcast. I'll see you guys another day. You've been listening to the Bedouin Manta podcast. Mm-hmm.